Yeah, bud. Yeah, bud. Yeah, bud. show where we review rate discuss and break down horror movies not horror films uh episode 13 this episode is brought to you by natural light so <laughs> natural it tastes like water ain't that the truth cousins with keystone light that's my that's my college right there that's kegs of college. keystone Oh man, it was cheap. I remember it was like fifty-eight bucks for a keg of Keystone back in the day. Do you uh, subscribe to the idea that keg beer gets you more hungover because of the CO two? No, because I'm pretty sure they use CO two in draft beer, don't they? At a tap. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you, oh, you mean oh, any, I, I any see. Of yeah, it. any keg beer, tap beer, keg um, beer. No, I don't. Okay. It's. I think it might be it's easier settled. to drink because you're at. You know, a keg party. I mean, it's yeah. the whole thing of it. It's a keg. It's cool. Everyone looks at kegs. You're like, oh, dude, let's get fucked up. It's a keg. It's different than sitting on your couch drinking a beer, you know, watching Family Guy or something. And that was our episode of Bro Talk. Join us next <laughs> week. For- right. <laughs> episode 13. Uh, it is, man, we're coming off the, the Christmas hangover here. Uh, we smashed out a couple... Christmas episodes. I hope you guys enjoyed them. Gearing up for our year end. This is our last episode before our our year end. Yeah, our top of 2018. So I'm really excited for this. I've been... Me too. The last like two months I've been looking forward to this. It's always my favorite episode of any... Yep. Everybody loves loves lists, for sure. Episode 13. This week we are covering The Thing and I Am Legend. Our discussion topic is top five movies to show a budding horror fan or a new horror fan. Everybody that is like us, whether you're a podcaster or just a horror fan in general, you have those people. Oh, you podcast? Well, you know, what, what movie should I watch? So I, I feel like that was a pretty good one. You know, everybody's got friends like that that yeah. come to you and they think you're just the guru of horror. So we'll be talking about that. The segment this week, Drunk Darius is going to be testing me again with trivia, and hopefully I don't fall on my face like I did with Halloween last time. It's a generic trivia this time. Oh, there you go. And 
that's it besides what we're drinking and it's a different episode it's, it's not our typical beer episode. beer right so might get a little go, wild yeah you, you go you go first what do you got i got the top shelf fancy paramount rum mixed with cherry coke in Ooh. a cherry coke bottle and I don't normally do this, so I don't want to sound like I'm uppity or anything, but I am drinking E&J Brandy on the rocks. And everyone knows what that is. Well, <laughs> if no you've idea. ever bartended, it's like, no, pre- it's pretty much your your standard brandy. I bartended in Iowa. People drink Captain and Cokes right. and no. Fireball. I bartended at a, at a golf course and... I so did I. Brandy it was, was the Woodward Golf oh, Course. <laughs> yeah. What do you have to drink there? Uh, bush Light or Bush Light? There's literally natural light. Was everybody right. drink natural yep. light? Sounds about right. I really want to thank everybody that listens to us and supports us. Um, we gain new listeners every episode, and it's awesome. I love after an episode drops, I love hopping on you know our website and checking out stats and seeing everyone that, yeah. that listens. We have a lot of repeat listeners and new people coming, so I really I always, appreciate People always come support. up to me and like, oh yeah, I heard the last episode. Like, I didn't even fucking knew you knew. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right. I didn't even know you listened. Um, so yeah, we really appreciate that. One thing you guys can do to help us out, and I feel like a broken record, and I know everybody does this that does a podcast, but it does make a big difference. Please, if you could, go on iTunes or however you listen and give us a rating, review, five-star rating. It really helps as far as getting the word spread out there and getting more people aware of, of our podcast. Well, and just that, the iTunes algorithm, the more five-star reviews and ratings we get, the higher up will be for, shown for, recommended for other people to yes. see. Yeah. Yep. So we really would appreciate that for you. Help spread the word out. Um, I've said this before, but we are working on some kind of swag for, for people. So we will eventually be figuring out some kind of drawings or something like that. So just, just to get our fans engaged, yeah. some DVD giveaways and whatnot. Get in on the first of it. Right, right. Let's get into horror happenings, unless you have anything else, Mr. Drunk Darius. I do not. All right. What do you got for horror happenings? Uh, I've got four. I have two. Well, I can go first here. Okay. Um, I was saving this one, and I didn't realize, for some reason, I thought we were doing a Christmas episode. I had this one saved in my phone for a new thing. So I'm a little bit late with it, but chalk these up for... Maybe next year. I have 12 must-see Christmas horror movies. And it's funny, the first one on here is one that Drunk Darius and I were just talking about before we started recording. And that one is Anna and the Apocalypse. It's it was it's a 2018 release, but it's not a wide release. So you never know. 300 theaters, I think. Yep. So you can, you could probably go see it in theater if it's I don't know theater. if it's a VOD yet or anything. Uh-huh. But... You never know. I mean, it's it's a Christmas-themed zombie movie, so it might make some top tens. Probably mine more than anyone else's since I'm a zombie fan. But, and the apocalypse is one. Black Christmas and Christmas Evil were right next to each other, which I thought was funny, considering yeah. we just covered that. Dial Code Santa Claus, that was 1989. I think that one has a, a few different names. I think it was a foreign film first. Sure. It might. 
Elves is also 1989. Gremlins, everybody should know or heard, have heard of Gremlins. That's 1984. Krampus is going to be familiar. This one, this was the one on the list that kind of surprised me a little bit. Prometheus. They consider that a Christmas movie. Huh. If you think about it, I mean, it takes place over Christmas, even though it might not be like Christmas. I don't remember. Yep. Rare Exports, A Christmas Tale, 2010. Santa's Sleigh, 2005. Silent Night, Deadly Night, 1984. And Tales from the Crypt, 1972. Not to be confused with the anthology Tales from the Crypt. Okay. That's what I got. Christmas Horse Story wasn't on there? Uh, which one? A Christmas Horror Story. I don't think so. Uh, I think that should be on there for sure. Yeah. And better watch out, I thought that one Yeah, was. yeah. Uh, I'll go one more since you only have two. And this one kind of ties into everybody that is a fan of horror movies. If you haven't seen Bird Box, you've seen 8,000 Facebook posts about it. But we kind of talked about Trent Reznor before. If you're not, well, if you are a music fan, you'll know Trent Reznor is the front man for Nine Inch Nails. I love him, everything he does. Yeah, they recorded an album in the Manson Murder House, the yeah. Sharon Tate House. Yep. And he, he, he does have a company that specializes in scores for video games and movies. And he did the score for Bird Box, which I thought was cool. I didn't know that. Yep. Yep. So he's multi-talented too. He's not just what would you consider? He's just metal. Any snails? Uh, no, I wouldn't they're, say metal. They're more industrial rock, I would say. Yeah, but they're pretty dark. Well, oh yeah. Do you say sure. Marilyn Manson is? He's he's rock. Maybe not as industrial as as Nine Inch Nails. But yeah. They would definitely. They would, they would definitely tour well together. I could see them on the same bill. That would be a cool show. Yeah, damn right it would. All right, I'm up. You're uh, up. You ever read that book, Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark? No. Oh, I had it when I was younger. My friend Lawler actually just brought it back to me a couple of months ago. It was pretty creepy, but also like a kid could read it because that's when I did read it. Yeah. And there's all these cool drawings in it, but they're coming out the movie, the release date. I don't know if it's a movie. It's probably a TV show anthology because there's a bunch of different stories. But uh, they just set their release date for August 9th, 2018. Really? It's got a lot of hype. People love that book. 2018, huh? Uh, 19. <laughs> yeah. It goes back in time. You're right. Wow, that's weird. Well, it's funny. The next one I have is I don't normally talk about upcoming movies, but this one kind of got me a little excited. Uh, if you like I said, I don't like to give any kind of spoilers or anything away, but it's called Arctic and it stars Mads Mikkelsen and it's coming out in February. Um, I love Mads Mikkelsen. He's he's a he's a stud, but it's basically about a plane crash. Um, think of maybe a live mixed with the gray okay from what what's I've a, read. alive alive is the the soccer the uruguayan or something soccer team oh yeah the true story where they went down in the himalayas right and then yep. this the donner party basically kind right. of yeah that's crazy and then the gray is the wolf one right Mason. so i would say right. it's probably a good mix of those two I feel like both movies we watch today 
we watched for this one both kind of have that right yep mix in yep, there that's kind of yep what do you got uh, this one isn't necessarily news but there's a real good article on bloody disgusting disgusting by uh, Emily Von Seal I think her name is but it's just about kind of our first discussion topic about what makes horror horror really but all these best these new horror movies are getting really good ratings. People tend to label them thrillers or psychological thriller and not yep. horror. It's basically how no one gives respect to the horror genre. Right. So if there's a good horror movie out there, they don't label it horror. That's yeah. a very good point. And I actually just, you know, part of the um, groups, the Facebook groups I, I, I visit and yeah. interact with, that comes up quite a bit, and I really, I, I agree. It's it's just a construct. I mean, it used to be just horror, and now there's, you know, bajillion subgenres of horror, and we've kind of talked about that in a separate discussion topic yeah. as well. You know, horror is horror. It's, it's you can throw however many labels you want and subgenres on it, but, you know. Yeah, it was snooty critics or right. whatever don't want to say that they like a horror movie, so if a horror movie's good, they give it. A different label because horror has some dumb stigma to it to where it's for I don't know yeah no I, I'll have to check it out because I I have a very loose definition of horror because really when it comes down to it even what I consider fringe horror you know it can have different effects on different people so what's not scary or impactful to us can be the exact opposite to somebody else so I consider thrillers horror. I consider, you know, really, really hard suspense. And, and you know, I think really it comes down to tone. You know, what kind of tone is not only the movie, you know, putting out, but what what, what kind of tone is the individual viewer right. getting? But just so. because it is, I don't know, just because it's a more, if it has like, oh, I don't know how to put this into words. It's more serious and it has like a political thing behind it. Doesn't mean it's not a horror movie. Yeah. Like horror genre should get the credit it deserves. Like they should be winning Oscars and stuff. I was debating with someone in a thread and it was about Bird Box. Yeah. And, and they, you know, someone was saying that they don't consider Bird Box horror and someone's like, I don't consider it horror. I consider it a psychological thriller. Well, shut the fuck what, what, Okay. Yeah. I mean, so, right, I, I, I understand what you're saying, and, and I, I, I'm definitely going to check that article out. So, um, The last thing I have gets me super excited. Again, anyone that knows me, I'm, I'm a nut when it comes to zombies. Netflix has a new zombie series coming out. Have you heard anything about this? Uh, tell me more. I've, I've, tried, I have. I've tried not to get too excited about this, but... Every time I see like news and information on this, you know my tan my pants get really tight in my yeah. section. Um, it's called The Kingdom. It's very. I haven't read anything about the premise. I, I've just read some other stuff about it. They're saying that it's very horror centric. It's not Walking Dead, too. Right? It? Yeah. It's it's not Walking Dead. I'm sure it's going to be inspired by Walking Dead because how can a zombie show? Nowadays, not, not be inspired by right. It's know, not about the zombies; it's about the human right. interaction. Right. So they just said it's more horror centric, and it comes out January twenty fifth on Netflix. So they're gonna just drop 
a whole season, and they've already greenlit season two. That's the best part about Netflix. Net, yeah, yeah, the best the slash worst, right? Yeah, because yeah. they got nothing to watch afterwards. Yeah. So that is all we have for horror happenings, unless you've got anything else you want to add. Mm, no, I do not. All right. Let's get into... Um, uh, oh, the discussion, I guess, is where we're at. Anything you want to say right away be, uh, before we get into the discussion? No. <laughs> that, that was like a Mark Zuckerberg-style looking no. Yeah, he's um, an alien. Right. Discussion tonight is top five movies to show a new slash budding horror fan. This one I really got stuck because I, I redid my list a few times and I really overthought. I was overthinking this terribly. I, I didn't know which direction to go because I part of me was I was overthinking it because I was trying to figure out which kind of person right. would be this i thought about this too like are are they scared or they just think horror's dumb right are they older are they younger yeah. what kind of movies are they going to relate to more or enjoy more you know the biggest thing i had was do you want to just give somebody movies that are all old classics like the birds and um you know the omen and exorcist and all those old movies but then not be into some people just don't like watching old movies. They don't get it. They don't I'm relate to almost it. Almost one of those people. Right. Except and for I when it comes of, to horror. Actually. I kind of I kind of am too. I, yeah. I, I really am. So I went a complete different route with mine. Oh also I was throwing around too. I mean do you just give them like Halloween, Friday the thirteenth, um the a nightmare haters. on Elm Street. Yeah. Right. So this is a very, very difficult list to come up with. So I'm curious about what you did, but I did my list a certain way, and I guess I'll explain it as we go. Okay. So my top five isn't necessarily ranked. Neither is mine. That's a good point. So my number one isn't necessarily the number yep. first one you need to show yep. them. But also it kind of is. Uh, All right. Well, do you want to start us off then? Uh, yeah, so I'm coming from the premise, if you don't like horror, either you're just scared, which is fine. People get too scared watching horror movies, right. or you think they're dumb. But I'm going to start with my first one to watch, and then go to the first, like the ease you into it. Okay, so I can see that. Start with the gremlins, because it's nice. fun. And it's scary, but it's also right. like a kid could watch that. Yep. And, but it still gets, there is some scary parts in it. And like it has the elements of horror. Yep. So I think you could watch that even if you get scared and you can still enjoy that movie. And they can slowly introduce you into other ones. But I want to tie it to my second one too, because they're basically the same. Okay. Hocus Pocus. Is your second one? Yeah. So it, it also is kind of scary. But Let's go back and forth. Okay, I'm I think sorry. That'd be a little bit. I think that. Go ahead. Okay, not to cut you off. I know. I was just tying the first and second. Okay. Well, yeah. They're, no, they're I'll, basically I'll let you, the same. Yeah. So I'll, I'll let you go ahead and finish your whole composition. No, no, no. That was it. That, okay. You, you do your first. Okay. Um, I broke mine down into categories. 
So, okay. and I say the first one, it's not the first one. My number five is is no different from my number one. The categories I'll explain is where I come from with mine. So the first one I'm going to talk about is Night of the Living Dead. Again, it's real easy to throw you know the heavy hitters at them. What I did was, you know, some people are going to look at my list and and kind of you know either laugh or or you know say it's pretty generic. But I guess I have this. Hopefully, I'll be able to explain where I come from. I did stay away for the most part from the heavy hitters because I think even somebody that is not a horror fan has probably seen Halloween or Friday the 13th. Right, right. So I started off with Night of the Living Dead because this 1968, for all I care anyways, this is kind of really the start of horror, of, of actual true real horror. It's good. And the birth of zombies. And it's a, it is black and white, right? Yes. And it's probably the one black and white movie I actually like yep. and watch. And it's a horror has always kind of been anti-establishment or like mm-hmm. goes against the grain. And that yep. movie definitely does, especially for 1968. Yes, it does. Black guy is the lead. Yep. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it not only is it just a fantastic movie, um, but it's, you know, you, you can say it's, it's part of the horror origins, quote unquote, um, and the birth of the zombies and, and the zombies is, is, you know, one of the most, I don't know what the right word is, important, influential, biggest subgenre, sub-genre out there. So this what, was there zombies before this? I mean, this is, there, like, I think there was, but not in the sense that right. George Romero basically the zombies we know today are because of George. Yeah, Romero, it's like so. Halloween kind of set the outline for the modern day slasher. Yep. Even though you had Black Christmas I know, before. For I know. Yep. Okay, so my, my number five is Night of the Living Dead. Uh, uh, you want to do your, your other one since I did sure. two? Uh, my other one is The Shining. Again, I don't want to sound generic, but I feel like that's a movie that even though as a horror community, everybody has seen it and heard of it, but I think it's not on the same level as far as popularity when it comes to people that have no clue about my wife, for example, has never heard of the shining. I think if I might've explained it to her, she might've, but on, on side note, she's, you know, everybody's heard of Friday the 13th and and whatnot. And, And there's a reason that, you know, you can call them the heavy hitters is because they're good. And, there's a reason that The Shining is considered one of the best horror movies out there. It's because it's good. But the category I put this one in is psychological horror. Right, you know, we were I'm just saying. making fun of you know that that social construct. If you want to sound weird about throwing, you, you know, cisgender piece of shit. <laughs> right. um, but I mean, this it's 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 The Shining. I don't. I feel like. On this podcast and talking to horror fans in general, I, I don't necessarily need to justify that as much, but it's it's a great movie, and I think it's a really good one um, to show somebody that. I hate that movie, in. but it um, is one of those that is. I can't wait for us that to will get labeled like a psychological thriller because it is more of a highly rated movie yeah, by it's critics. Not gory and stuff. or you yeah. Know, yeah. Okay, so. We're going the opposite direction. My third movie I would show them is Trick or Treat. That's a good one. I thought about that. It's fun. 
but it also is scary and it really sets in like the whole feeling of Halloween or like horror like with the score and it has all these different subplots and like you're not gonna get that scared watching it and you'll enjoy it but it'll get yeah. your it'll, it's, get, it's it'll get your goose you'll get into it so I think someone doesn't watch horror they could watch that enjoy it and maybe want to see some more horror no that, that's a good that's a good pick they're yeah alright um the next one I have I feel like it's kind of a cop out I feel like I might have it on my list. But it's hereditary. Oh, I don't have it. Okay. List. Just because uh, I think it's good to show someone, you know, maybe I feel like this is a good example of, you know, a newer vision, a newer outlook yeah. on horror. It's a 2018 movie. It's done really well. It's got great acting. It's not side story I was at my work Christmas party before this and one of the guys I work with listens to our show he's not a horror fan uh, and his wife you know they're asking me all these movies like oh have you seen Bird Box and what's it about and blah 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 and I was telling them you know they're asking me for some movies that they should watch and I said Hereditary and they both looked at me like who? Huh? what? yeah I was like you've never heard of Hereditary? and they're like guess. no there's normal people out there that don't yeah. only watch horror movies, yeah, I guess. Yeah, because, I mean, this one, you know, was a blip on the radar, you know, in theaters. But I feel like this is a really good one to show as far as, like, a new age horror, if that makes sense. Oh, yeah. It's so, definitely the way things are turning. It's hereditary. Exactly. Get out. Yep. Quiet place. Yep. But... If, if it wasn't for, like, the last half hour of that movie, it could have been, like, a family drama or something, too. Like, yeah. we're, it could have took a different turn at the end. But the end gets really fucking scary, too. Yeah, it... I'm... Yeah. We'll be talking That's about this good. movie again, I'm sure, but... Well, everyone's talking about this right. movie for good reason, though. Yep. Okay. My next one I have is Scream. It's a good one. Because... I, th- I, I thought about it. They lay out all the rules of a real horror movie. So if you want to know, I feel like going into new horror movies, you kind of have to like, they kind of expect the audience to know the rules of a horror movie. And then they try to play with that, what you're expecting. So if you want to know what to expect watching any horror movie, watch Scream, you know, it lays out all the rules. Never say, hey, I'll be right back. Never go off on your own. Don't do drugs. I mean, that's most, more of a slasher type, but yep. it applies to a lot of horror movies. That's a good one. I thought about putting on there, but I was... On, on the other hand, I'm thinking they probably had to have seen Scream. Unless you, yeah. know, you have a younger horror, someone someone younger getting into horror, then they may not have. Right. But no, that's a really good one, too. What do you got? My next one is The Void and... I will not apologize for having that on there. I That's really awesome. <laughs> I really did not want to have any movies that we had already talked about on here, but I had to this is the perfect example of a new age movie that you know, I guess the category I'm putting this in is indie movies that are done right and you can't tell they're an indie movie. I mean, this movie was made on a shoestring budget right. and it's got probably the best practical effects it's that awesome. I've ever seen in a movie ever. 
this is, in my opinion, the benchmark of a um, of, of of a low budget indie movie. It was it was excellent, and I really think that if you showed somebody this movie, maybe like after something like Hereditary or or maybe something more mainstream, I'll bet that they wouldn't be able to tell the difference as far as because this yeah. movie. I mean, we talked about this movie, and I don't want to you know beat a dead horse or whatnot, but. You, you couldn't tell that... I mean, there was good actors in this. Yeah, the right. acting was fantastic. And, I mean, look at the last indie movie we talked about with the Zombie Gem of the Week last week. It was pretty atrocious acting in there. But it was still good because yeah, it, it was, it was what you get. Right. This movie, for a low-budget indie movie, was, was was done well. It was shot well. Excellent special effects. And the actors, you know, they, they were on point. So I really think that someone could watch this and you could explain that to them and they'll really appreciate like wow you know it, it was a good movie hopefully they like it yeah and be surprised that it was made for how cheap it was only thing i'd say about that as a horror fan you come to expect some unrealistic parts of a horror movie some unexplained parts I feel like most movies, everything is explained to you. Oh, so you're so saying So if you're going people, in and watching yeah. The Void, like, well, what, what's this? What happened right. here? As a horror fan, it's like, it doesn't fucking matter. Like, the ambiguity of it. You don't, especially in that movie, you don't need to know really what's going on. Yeah. But if you're not a horror fan, you might want to be. Yeah. No, I can see that side. But I love that movie. We should definitely do like a top 10 of the 2010s or whatever. Yeah. I'd definitely probably it'd be up there. Wait, that would be of the 2020s or whatever, from 2010 to 2020. Whatever, right? I don't know. So we'll have to wait a couple of years then. No. <laughs> what do you got? Okay, and then my last one is Cabin in the Woods. God, it, I was totally gonna put that on there too. It basically shows every horror movie ever in one movie. Right. So you want to know what horror is about, watch that movie. And it's it's kind of funny, dark humor, I'd I'd say. But if you want to learn anything about horror movies, almost every aspect of a horror movie is in that one movie. Yeah. That's it. That was, I was so wanting to put that on, but I was like, I can't have, just for me anyways, I didn't want to have two that were. I had three that we already talked about. Yeah, but hey, that's all right. The last one I have is The Conjuring. In the category, I put this in as just sheer terror and fear. You want to know what horror really is, what its roots are? It's a movie like this that is going to scare the shit out of you. Yeah, it's it's really well done, too. Yes. It it knocks... Not knocks. It goes back to all, like, a lot of the classic horror movies, like the Amityville Horror. Yeah. Or any Haunted House movie ever. But it's done really good. So you, you don't even need to watch those ones before that. You can watch this and it will... Yeah. Because I was trying to think of, you know, what are the scariest movies? Um, and I'm sorry, I know a lot of people are going to get butthurt on this, but I don't think that older movies hold a candle to, in the scary factor, right. to n- new, new movies. I just don't think they work. I mean, they, they hold don't. up as well. But so, it's a good thing, though. It's good that right. it's innovating. We should ha- expect better. Yep. So that's why I was kind of asking you before the show about, you know, a couple of those movies we were talking about. I was trying to figure out which one people think is scary because I really do think that if you're going to get someone into horror, you need to let them know this is 
Right. Well, so the, that's a category I put that in. The OG whore is no. the Satan out of the Bible. Not right. even out of the Bible. Out of the out of the Catholic Church, which what the Exorcist came out in what, late sixties, seventy something. Yeah, and that was that's the original horror story. Is yep. the devil and yeah, it's supposed to scare you. So these demon movies really get yep. at. Especially re- religious people. Did you have any honorable mentions? No. Okay, I cheated a little bit and did because I, I kind of had a theme going with, you know, my categories. Um, so I've got two honorable mentions that I wanted to put in. And really, I probably should have had a third one. But I threw in The Sixth Sense just because... Oh, that's a good movie. Yeah, you know... How cool would it be if they tied that into uh, Glass? Into, uh, what do you mean Glass? The new movie Glass. Oh, Glass. Oh, yeah. I don't well, think, I don't they, think they could because no. you have... I know the kid, yeah. but still. Well, no, because you have Bruce Willis playing two separate people or whatever. Yeah, I mean, whatever. Yeah. You have the one guy playing like 10 different people. Well, yeah, because he's got a personality yeah, disorder. Yeah, whatever. I put that in there because just to show, you know, horror twist is what I wrote down. That but, was I mean, the biggest was, twist of yeah. all time yep. of any movie ever yep. but I mean it's real difficult to find somebody that either A hasn't seen it or hasn't been spoiled by doesn't it doesn't already know yeah. yeah the last one I wrote down is The Mist only because I wanted to pick something that is going to rip your heart out at the end so if you haven't seen The Mist I'm not going to ruin it do you know what I'm talking about with the end of the movie yeah because I think that, you know, overall, I, I really do like the movie, but, I mean, there's not a lot of movies that end like that. Is that, that one based off a book? I think they had a couple he, different endings. Um, well, the, the main theatrical ending. Yeah, I know. I know the main yeah. ending. Yeah, I threw that in because, I you know, because it, it it's the exact opposite of a lot of what you're thinking. I mean, not a lot of movies go that route because that movie or that ending is very controversial and it pisses a lot of people off. And you get these producers and studios that are pussies, and and they, they they want to have the feel good happy ending. Right. And this is the exact opposite. So I wanted something, someone that's not into. It happens a lot more in horror. You know, most of the movies out there, have especially good, the happy newer endings. ones, right? They're good happy endings, and this oh, is no. this is yeah. going to be a punch in the gut. The last category, I think that really we should have, or I should have talked about with at least the theme I was going was horror comedy. And for some reason, I can only come up with um, zombie ones, but I would say I'd throw in like Tucker and Dale versus Evil right. or something like uh, Zombieland or Shaun of the Dead. I think you have to throw something like that in. Those really play off like a, the stereotypes of yes of horror movies. Yep. So I think that is good. That is good, but I don't know if you even understand why it's funny if you haven't seen like yeah. the OG horror movies what do you think or like uh maybe we could do this a different discussion topic but the goal setters or the gold standard the keystone horror subgenre movies like we could say halloween slasher yeah night living dead zombie oh let's do a different that's a good that's a good discussion yeah okay that's a really good question we almost could just put that as the top five here but we could I'm more trying to ease people in the horror. Yes. Right now. Yeah. That's a good point. 
Anything else to add with our discussion for our 13th episode? I, um... No. No, don't steal it from me, dude. (laughs) No. The, The Zuckerberg, no. Well, let's get into our first feature review. I'll let you introduce this one. I don't know if you guys can hear it in the background or not, but I have a special edition copy of it, and we've been listening slash watching the commentary with Kurt Russell and John Carpenter. Yeah, so we're watching the movie without sound with commentary overlapped on it. Yeah. I could listen to John Carpenter talk all day. Yeah. That's not weird. You're weird. Weird. Uh, You're weird. What? Uh... Okay, so we get the 1982, right? Yes. The Thing. So the movie starts... Oh, are you... Oh. Yeah. Anything so, in yeah, the background? I, the, you, yeah, so Drunk Darius picked The Thing. 1982, rated R, clocks in at 109 minutes. I, I typically don't do budgets for older movies because it's difficult With to... inflation. Right. And like what it really meant at the time. But... Guess what? In 1982, the budget for this movie was 50 million. 15 million. That was huge at the time. Okay, it was a lot. 15 million. It was huge. Well, I know after Halloween, everyone's trying to sign up Carpenter for anything. Well, yeah. I mean, Halloween had like a six hundred thousand dollar budget. Yeah. But this this movie was just massive on the scale of. I mean, just look at the shooting locations. They they were shooting. Well, I mean, obviously, part of it was in a soundstage uh, in L.A. They shot in Alaska. They shot in British Columbia. It, there's there's a lot that went into this movie. They, they had to build an entire set with Outpost 31. So It's an all-male cast. Yes. Is, horror and, movies don't do that, especially the final girl. And it was all-male. They had one female... For the staff, like it was all male cast and crew, except there's one female that I think I, I read that she got hurt or sick or pregnant or something like that, and she was replaced by a male. Boy. So pr- pretty much everybody that touches movie was a male. It was based off a short story from like the 1800s or something, I think. Uh, no, the author it was Matheson. He was born in 1927, I think. Okay, so, so basically the yeah. 1800s. A, no. lot of, a lot of people call this a remake, and it is not a remake. No, it is. It is just like a revisioning or whatever of a previous right, movie. So there's a few females in the actual short story. Yeah, from what I heard, I haven't read it. Short story wasn't that good, but I think he wrote it before the technology they even had. Oh yeah, in the eighties, long time ago. Yeah, this was directed obviously by John Carpenter. We don't even have to get into what he's done because he is, you know, a king. But like you said, probably most notable for. Um, Halloween. Halloween. It's written by Bill Lancaster, which I thought was funny because he literally did not write anything except a bunch of Bad News Bears TV movies and episodes of a TV show. Like, that was it. Wait, like the literal Bad News Bears? Yeah, like Bill um, Lancaster is is the main guy behind that. So it's funny that he goes from like a kid's show and movie to, you know, a horror masterpiece. Yeah, that is weird. Um, the... I guess this is starring Kurt Russell. I mean, it's it's a movie like this is difficult to talk about this stuff because everybody's heard of these people. But, but what? Oh, oh, I was gonna say, you know, Kurt Russell has been in a bajillion uh, movies. I want to say he was like exactly a hundred, 
But he's probably notable, at least for his uh, horror roles, uh, for Bone Tomahawk, which came out recently, and then Death Proof. Yeah. Uh, well, him and John Carpenter worked together on uh, Escape from New York before this. Right? Um, and uh, was it Big Trouble in Little China, too? Yeah. Yep. You're right. Okay. You're right. Yeah. Um, but he, I just watched the commentary on it before. John Carpenter's like, Kurt, who we didn't get to get this role? So they kept going through different guys. Sure. And finally Carpenter's like, do you just want to do it? And Kurt Russell's like, yeah, all right, I'll do it. Yeah. <laughs> I love Kurt Russell. I do too. Well, he's in a lot of uh, Tarantino movies too. Yep. Hateful Eight. Yeah, he's, he's, he's one of my favorite actors for sure. It also stars, I can't read his name without laughing, Wilford Brimley. Diabetes. Diabetes. You gotta get that diabetes. He's been in a uh, lot, I guess. Most I, notably the diabetes commercial. Right. <laughs> Whenever I see him, it reminds me of Hard Target. Have you ever seen that? I think no. it's like mid-90s with Jean-Claude Van Damme. I went to it in the movie theater when I was like a kid. I want to say like fifth grade or something. I went to see it. And he's, he's in it. That's how I know Wilford Brimley. Um, but he was in a horror movie called Progeny. That is not all that old. It and I, I am beat it. And it's on my watch list. What year? It I want to say it was like familiar. 2009 or something. Okay. Is he still uh, kicking both feet? Yeah. All right. He's kicking both feet still. Well, I mean, it might just be one. Oh, he's, he's kicking something. It's fine if you have diabetes. We all have problems. <laughs> Um, also, also starring Keith David. This blew my mind. I, you know, usually I go through. I like to look at actors and what they've been in. Kurt Russell's been in a hundred. I think Wilford Brimley's been in like seventy something. This guy is probably coming in at the highest I have ever seen, and definitely what we've covered on this episode. Keith David. God, I wrote these. Guess down. how many film credits he has? One hundred and sixty-seven. Three hundred and five. What? <laughs> Not even joking. Is he a porn star? I no idea. But I I did go through a lot of it. Is is he is voice acting? He does a lot of video games. But I just blew my mind. He's most notable, at least in my opinion, for They Live. Love that movie. Was that the alien? Rowdy Roddy Piper. Sunglasses. Well, I, Have you? Seen I know it? who Rowdy Roddy Piper is. I don't Have know you seen They, they Live? Live? No. Oh my gosh! Don't look it up. I'm not. Just don't. I'm, because I'm on Wikipedia for this, we're, we're, this movie. What movie? The Fang? Yeah. Um, I might have cheated a little bit for my notes. Oh, you didn't take notes? I did, but I'm doing I'm trying something different. Trying something different. I don't want you to try something different. I like the way you do it now, Drunk I know, Darius. but it just takes so long. I was trying to shorten it up. Oh, gosh. I I guess that's probably all I have. I mean, there there's a few other actors in there, but nothing, no one too notable, I guess. Who did the special effects in this? Uh, let's get into trivia. <laughs> you don't know? Yeah, because I that's in there. We'll get into trivia, because I got special effects covered in that. In trivia? What do you mean? My, okay, my horror trivia. Oh, no, you mean, no, no, okay, no. okay. Yeah, for the movie trivia. This is. John Carpenter's favorite movie he's ever done. Did you know that? I 
Even yeah. more so than Halloween and I can understand that. I mean Halloween's real low budget. You yeah. hear him talk about it, you just like he can't believe how successful it really was. Yeah. And this movie was it's fucking good. Yeah. Well I feel when when you said this movie and then I you know, I was like, Oh, that's cool and then I started watching and I was like, I we could do a full three hours on this movie. Have you alone. seen it before? Oh, I own it. Okay. Was this the first watch for you? Yeah. This was the first watch for you? It was. Oh, my God, Drunk Darius. I tried to avoid the older ones, but this oh. podcast has made me oh. go and explore. She told me. I could have gave you my special edition here. Okay, so John John Carpenter's favorite movie. This is considered the benchmark for special effects makeup. Rob Botton is what you just asked me. He's Some, the one that did the special not, effects. Not Tom Savini. No, not Tom Savini. Well, Tom Savini does more like gore on humans yeah this is more like alien effect right um the cool thing with him is rob botton was only 22 when he started on this project dude that's a kid shit i was how old was carpenter i don't know how old carpenter was Uh. at 22 i was in bars trying to you know do what 22 year olds do with women that's what i was doing at 22 this guy This guy was doing special effects on a movie like this. So I thought that was that was pretty crazy. Another thing that not a lot of people know, even in the horror community, this was not scored by John Carpenter. Did you know that? I didn't know that. It's got a very Carpenter-esque score, but it was actually scored by Ennio Morricone. Or Morricone. I feel like anything Carpenter's in, he's got his finger on it a little bit. Yeah, he probably did. But that guy, that... Give the guy the, the score. Yeah, yeah, he he he. It's not like they got some bum off the street, so he's got some chops. Um, you know, you, you, there's so much that you can talk about with this movie. As far as the special effects go, that's what this is movie is known for. One of the things is when they did the autopsy scene that at the time caused a lot of walkouts and the screenings and this a lot of people didn't gross. like it. Yeah, because they're a bunch of pussies back then, I guess. You're, you're coming in. You can't take people that, you know, just got done watching, um, you know, some some lifetime happy-go-lucky feel-good movie and yeah. have, put them in with the thing. I mean, you're going into a horror movie. But as far as, as that autopsy scene goes, Rob Botton used actual animal organs with that. So that's why it looked so good is, I mean, that was real animal organs that they're that's pulling cool. out of those guts. I don't think you do that now. Wilford Brimley is is kind of a he, he's a good old boy. He doesn't look cowboy. like the Wilford Brimley we right we see. Well, in real life, he's a good old boy. He's kind of like a cowboy, so he's a hunter and he's he's used to gutting animals, so that didn't have didn't bother him at all. So he kind of knew yeah guess, what he was doing a little bit with that. So, um, one other thing I saw that was awesome, and I couldn't corroborate with a multiple source. But I read that there were a couple super fans of the thing. They traveled to Stewart, British Columbia, where a lot of it was filmed. Or probably mo- not most of it, but a lot yeah, of it, yeah. Where they, where, this is where Outpost 31 where was. Where it looks cold out and there's yes. and shit everywhere. This is where Outpost 31 was. And this was in 2014, and they actually found the red tail rotor off of the helicopter that blew up. What? Yes. Didn't they literally blow up a helicopter? Yes. And the guy 
has it sitting above his fireplace on his mantle. That's awesome. That is what I read. I couldn't corroborate it with a separate source, but I don't care. It well, sounds they didn't cool have CGI back then, so they had to do Yeah, that. yeah. They... I wish they do more practical effects now. Right. That's awesome. Yeah, they, wouldn't that be awesome? That that'd be like the coolest story ever. Oh yeah, what's 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 that broken piece of metal you have up there? Oh, it came off the helicopter so, when they filmed the thing. Let me show you this movie real quick. So you traveled all the way to Stewart, British Columbia, and dug around in the snow and found a. I can't believe they left it there. I I don't know. I mean, that's probably such a middle of nowhere. They just blew it up and left. Yeah. Everything else was so. Well, what you said about the special effects. I read that it was praised for how good the special effects were and also criticized for how gruesome it was. Yeah. So it was like a double-edged sword there. Oh, as far as the score goes, it was also nominated for a Razzie for how bad it was. Can you believe that? Are you serious? Yes. That just makes you think how... But since it's it's been deemed a classic. I know, but... What do you think we're rating now that's getting, like, bad reviews that's going to be a classic in 10 years or something's getting really no good idea. reviews? I have actually thought about that. I'm not really sure. Because at the time, I'm sure it was, I don't know, I guess with the internet now, so yeah. it's more... But that, that was the thing. This whole movie was a flop. It was a box office flop. They hated the score. People were walking out of theaters thinking it was too gruesome. John Carpenter blamed on E.T., I think because it came out at the same time. time. Right. Um, also, there is a huge, I don't know if we should get into it now or at the end, but there is huge controversy over the end of the movie. And more people in the test screenings liked the alternate ending than the ending that we just watched. Okay. Uh, and they originally were going to change it, but it was only by like three or 4% that preferred the original ending. Or the, or the alternate ending, and we'll talk about that at the end as well. But I'm glad they kept this ending. I don't know what the alternate ending is, but yep. I like this ending. I, I do too. We'll talk about that uh, as well. Um, oh, and then the last thing I saw was <laughs> Kurt Russell was using real diamond dynamite in the movie and didn't realize how powerful it was. So the one scene where he's throwing it and like threw him back is... It was real life. He almost blew himself up. I thought that was pretty funny. That's awesome. So can't do that shit anymore. No, hell no. They they don't even let you you know ride a motorcycle if you're filming some kind of movie. Paul Walker, you hear that? Oh come on, he can't hear it. <laughs> Cause he's dead. <laughs> oh. oh god, man, you're the one throwing. You're so shot. bad. You're so bad. All right. All right. Wait. Let's get in. This shit show that we have here. I want All to, right. I want to see how you do this. So thing. I didn't know this is an alien movie. Oh, really? I thought it was just going to be like a... Well, it kind of is a permafrost, like, melting movie. But I thought, like, a virus got out or something. Oh. But they don't even bring up Alien much, except for the start. You see, like, a spaceship kind of crashing. But so it starts out, we see the spaceship flying over Earth. We don't know... What year it is. Yeah. Turns out it was like 2,000 years ago or something, right? Yeah, 10,000 years Whatever ago. Whatever. That, that, that was just yeah. a postulation by the guys when they're in the crater. Right, but it wasn't in like modern it civilization was a long time, time. Oh, God. We're watching it right now. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. Kinda... It's on the background. It's pretty sweet. 
Which the permafrost is melting right now. Who knows what kind of old viruses it might release. Right. I, I, it's funny you say that because I did read an article on that. It's, it's not really talking about like end of the world viruses, but it was talking about just, well, I guess it kind of was, but how our immune system is adapted to what we know now. Right. And they say there could be something, you know, that not that, to, like well, how, you know, was, was just a common cold, you know, thousands of years ago. But if it came out now, it could right. it's be like pretty how Europeans catastrophic. Gave Native American smallpox. You're right. And just yep. wiped them out, which it could be something like that. Yeah. Uh, and then we get this shot of these two guys speaking a foreign language. Find out it's Norwegians, and they're in a helicopter shooting at. It looks like a wolf, but it's a, like it's a sleigh dog. Yeah. It. Listen to the background. The dog is literally a half wolf, half dog. So, yep. like, he was skeptic of humans, the actual dog. But I think we're supposed to think it's a sleigh dog in this movie. Yeah, I, I guess. When I first watched it, I thought it was a wolf. Yeah, I, I actually, that's a good point. I never really thought about that. But they put him with the other sleigh dogs. Yeah, that's what I would assume. But it's in there taking pop shots at them from a helicopter trying to shoot them. Yep. Everyone in this movie sucks at shooting. <laughs> it is extremely hard out of a helicopter. To I'm sure it is. Target. Hard hitting moving target stationary, let alone being in a helicopter. Yeah. So I didn't have a problem with that. But they chase this dog all the way into this camp. So, so it runs from the Norwegian camp all the way to... Which we don't know yet, but yes, this is camp. what it is. It's these two Norwegian guys chasing this wolf dog into this American camp in a helicopter, shooting at him. And then the wolf, the dog, wolf, whatever, it runs into the American camp. And we just hear, like... A, and then we see the Americans' point of view, and they just hear a helicopter like floating around, like, What the fuck is this With guy gun doing? Shots and- yeah, so they're all kind of waking up, like, What's going on? Not waking up, but just like coming outside. I think Kurt Russell was playing chess against a computer, yep, drinking some JB, I think it was scotch, yeah, and he's talking shit to the computer, and then yep. he got beat and dumped it. Have you ever <laughs> played chess against a computer? Yeah, it's tough, it's fucking hard, dude. Uh, so, yeah, he gets pissed, dumps his drink out. But anyways, finally they land the helicopter. They're trying to kill this fucking dog. And the one is ready to throw his grenade out after they land, and he drops it. And for some reason, he jumps on it. Well, he's trying to, like, get out of the snow to throw it because it's right by the helicopter. Because yeah. there's only two people in the helicopter. Well, the other guy's already out of the helicopter, yeah. too. Yeah, yep. But he jumps on it. He blows up. The other guy runs into the American camp chasing that dog. And the dog jumps up on the first Clark person he sees. Yeah. And, Who ironically and is he's in like, charge of all the dogs. He's like licking his face. Like, oh, help me, help me. The wolf dog is. So, like, what the hell is going on? And this guy is just running at them, taking shots at him. And he, I think he accidentally hits one of he, the... He clips... Um, there's a lot of dudes Bur- in this. Brimley or Burmley or maybe or something. He clips Benny, one of the guys. He shoots one of them on accident because he's trying to kill the dog. Dog runs away. He gets into their camp. The Norwegian guy does. He's looking for the dog, taking shots, and then... I don't know if it's Gary. a sheriff. Gary, yeah, he's like the... 
you talk about how everyone's a bad shot, but Gary knocks out the window and puts a bullet right in the guy's eyeball. Gary's a good shot. Gary's a good shot. But I don't know if he's a cop. Like, I don't know why they need a cop with, like, ten people. I don't this know. What he... I think he was the guy in charge overall. But he had, like, a bad stuff. Was he a colonel? Stuff. Was he military? That's what it, no, I think he was. No, he looked military. like a sheriff, man. He I think he was military. Run. I think they called him... Maybe something at first. Maybe yeah. it was. But anyways, he shoots this guy. The dog gets in. Oh. I always get ahead of my notes. What happens next? Um, After they shoot the guy? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so they shoot the guy. The dog gets in. And they're like, what the fuck just happened? The Norwegians are dead. And the Americans are like, what's going on? But I think this is the time we should... What? It, how many people do we have here? Uh, I want to say there's like 10. Right. So there's a lot of guys. Yeah, there's quite a bit. I would say our main guys are McCready, which is uh, Kurt, Kurt Russell. Russell. Yep. And then... Gary is the main guy in charge. And then we got Wilford Brimley. He's Blair. Like, is, is he Blair? He's Blair. Um, Childs is David Keith. It's like the main black guy. Yep. Yeah, you you've seen him from a ton of shit, like yep. three hundred movies. So. Yeah. Then you have another black guy. That's the cook. Is that Windows? When not Snalls. 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 Windows. I want to say is the. Is he the radio operator? Oh, I think probably. Yeah. But there's a lot of guys. There's a lot, here. yeah. We're gonna have a high body count. Just right. The radio guy, which we I don't know if we I don't know who that is, okay. He's trying to get Okay, come in, come in, come in, come in. He's, someone's yelling at him. He's like, I haven't heard from anybody for in two weeks. Yep. Like, get off my back. So I don't know if that was part of the plot, like why the radios were out. Or it just all happened to be. I mean, they're like a thousand miles away from the nearest yeah. one. So, but it's funny because they, you know they they hadn't heard from the Norwegian base either. Or maybe they weren't trying to because well, clearly none of them could. It speak seems like they didn't Norwegian. even know it was there. Yeah, but they're examining his dead body. One of the, the yeah. one that got shot in the head. Well, yeah, one of the guys gets clipped in the leg, and they go and they patch. Excuse me, they go and patch him up. And then they, yeah, they bring the one guy in and, and they, are they examining him at this point? Yeah. There's like eight of them around there, I think. Maybe not eight. There's a bunch of them around. And you kind of see too, even though, um, even, even though Gary's in charge, from the beginning of the movie, it seems like McGrady's in charge. Or like he is his own... Right, so he's a helicopter boss. pilot. Yes. There's two helicopter pilots it, there. The it one guy that like, wears a cowboy hat. I yeah. his name too. Well, McGrady does. He has like a weird cowboy hat. Yeah, well there's... Or maybe it's... Oh, who's the other guy? But there's two helicopter pilots. Because at this point, Blair is adamant on going over to the Norwegian base. And the one helicopter pilot's not... You know, too excited about it. So yeah. McCready. McCready's like, fuck it, I'll do it. Yep. And gotta hurry course, up. He looks like a wild man. He's got a huge ass beard yep. and long hair. Yep. 
He's he's a badass wild man. That's what I was trying to tell your son. He's a bad man. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he does. We get the sense that he is the leader, even though he yeah. might not have the title as the leader. He is the leader, of the whole crew. Uh, but then they're checking out the dead guy's body, and they find out that there should be ten Norwegians, and there's two here. So what happened to the other eight? So they decide to go fly over to the yep. Norwegian camp, which McCready will do. And I think it might be in the middle of a storm or something. Yeah, they, he said they have a small window before the storm comes, and it's like a 100 kilometers or something like that. So yep. they... Are trying to hustle over there to beat the storm. Yeah. So then we see our our dog wolf, I put it as. Yep. Which any horror fan will know this is the bad guy right here, the wolf. Yep. And he's kinda sneaking through the bears. So this was a first this was a first watch for you then, so yeah. You, okay, so you kinda caught on that the wolf was bad. Right, yeah, okay. right away. So he we we see him kind of walking through the barracks, and we see like a shadow, of some guy, and he sneaks into some guy's room, which is Benning's. So I they I don't think they made it clear who that was. So part of me, oh no, I'm trying to. As soon as you said that, now my brain started thinking again. Do I wonder if do we know if the Norwegian guy was infected? I don't think he was. Why would he be okay. trying to kill the dog? Right. Yeah, no, that's a good point. But I wonder who called the dog into that room. No one did. The dog just... Do you think it just walked in there? Yeah, he's... Okay. There's an alien inside of him. The alien's yeah. controlling him. It's not actually him. It's right. not the dog. It's the alien. Right? Yeah, I think you're right. Because I'm, I, I'm just... All of a sudden, I'm thinking now. I was like, wait a second. It looked like... Because I remember seeing the shadow... Of the guy. Well, there's one guy's like a dog handler too. Clark. Yeah. Clark is the dog handler. Okay. Anyways, is McCready and uh, Blair? Is Blair the doctor? Uh, yeah, Blair's Blair's the doctor. No, I'm getting mixed up. Who's the guy that is like the scientist guy? They're all scientists. Yeah. Well, the one guy that was pretty smart that was trying to figure stuff out. But anyways. Blair uh, and McCready are over at the Norwegian camp. The Norwegian camp. camp, and they find, like, the whole place is torched. Did you know that that was the, they filmed, that was the American camp? They just filmed that scene after they blew up and burnt the American camp? No, I did not know that. Yeah. It makes sense, though. Yeah. Why would they spend extra money on that? Exactly. So, yeah, at this point, they're at the Norwegian camp. And it's basically just destroyed. They can't find anybody. Finally, they find like a half burnt body with has like two faces melted. It kind of looks like yeah. two people melted together. Yeah. Well, they found the guy, you know, they're walking around. You're just waiting for that jump scare. But they found the guy in the chair. It looks like he like cut his wrist or something. Did you oh, yeah. They that? do find another guy. Yeah. yeah. So he slit his wrist and his throat. So they find two bodies. One guy looks like he killed himself, and the other guy is, like, charred. And, like, looks like two guys melted together. It's really really good. good. The effects were really good on that guy that was, like, blood frozen from 
Oh, I wish they would bring back more. I know. Of those natural effects rather than CGI. Yep. Which we're going to talk about I Am Legend. Yep. And the effects are pretty good in that, but it still almost looks like those zombies are just glowing because right. they're cartoons. Okay, so they bring the body back and they do the autopsy on him, right? Yep. This is the this is the quintessential scene here. Oh god damn it. You go then. What's that? Where they he says all his internal organs are good. Yep. Like they look like a human. They're human, yes. Yeah. And then what fuck what happens? I don't know. That's why you should have wrote your notes down like you do I normally. Know, I know. I'm trying to go through my... Yeah, they are basically... Because it looks like two separate people are a human, but or, or like a half monster, but they're going through the organs and are like, that's human. It's cell structure. It's all natural. It's, it's human organs, yes. Okay, so... And then the dog... They put the dog in the kennel. With all the other dogs. Yep, Clark Clark runs the dog over, and the dog walks in kind of weird, creepily. All the other dogs are just laying down. They're like, oh, whatever, just another dog coming in. And then all of a sudden, the dogs just start like yep. crowling at this new dog, and it fucking it starts doing something where it pops, like, legs out of its back. Right? Well, it's the first thing is, is its face just, like, opens up like a... Like 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 a what is that plant? The Venus flytrap yes. plant. It just opens up and is it this starts, before Alien came out or after? Uh, I want to say Alien was late seventies. This was eighty two. Yeah, I think it came out after. But yeah, the dog's face just splits in half, and all the dogs are starting to go crazy. So Clark runs down there. Like, what's going on? And they get all the guys down there. It's a really cool scene. I mean, this monster is huge. It is like spraying crap on. Well, it's real dark, so they don't see yeah. it at first. They see how the dogs whining, so they open the door and let some of the dogs out and then shut it again. Which I hate seeing dogs die in a movie, man. Yeah. But yeah, so then they see it, and this dog is fucking. Was it spider legs popping out? Um, oh, no. The it, spider legs pop out on the decapitated head later on in the movie. Yes. This uh, is just... I don't even know how to explain it. It's some weird... Just like shit popping yeah, out. Yeah, it's, it. it's really like weird. Some kind of like bloody It's like tentacles. trying to explain the monster and the void. How do you explain that big thing, whatever it is? You'd have to see it to... But anyways, we find out that the dog... Somehow the scientists find out that he's trying to assimilate to be like the other dogs. He's like, oh, if we didn't get here in time, he would have looked just like yes. the other dogs. Yeah, this so is you, the one problem I have with this movie. What's that? He already looks like the other dogs. Like, So he, this is how it works. It's like puts its veins in you and then it slowly turns... To create something that looks like you. Yeah, so I think they did. A, they they tried explaining that. So I think it only takes like a couple cells. But he, you know, that horrible, horrible computer animation was talking about it, where you have the alien cell and the alien cell replicates to match the cells of its host. Right. 
But it takes a little bit of time. Yes. Yeah, it probably depends on, you know, how many cells they can throw in, you know, okay. whether it's a couple or whether they, you know, just dump a bunch of that shit in you kind of thing. But when they catch the dog, they're like, oh, any any longer, he would have looked just like those other dogs. Like, he already looked like those dogs. I, I think, Why did they need to do that? He was just yeah. trying to spread his mutation? Yeah, pro- I guess I can't exa- remember exactly kind of how that part went down, but... Oh, no. He wasn't saying that about the dog. He was saying that about... Um, Benning or... I, I think that was another dog that was being... Because this was when they take the dog into... Yeah, so we're, we're skipping around a little bit. Because they take the dog into the... Now I'm getting confused. They do the autopsy on... I think you're getting confused with when they did the autopsy on the the thing they brought back from the Norwegian camp. They said any bit longer and it would have looked like... No, it's no. when they go into the dock kennel and Is they it? find it and they pull the flamethrower out. It's like, McCready says gets the flamethrower. It's like, why get the flamethrower? It's like, just get it. And they just fry him. Yeah. Which McCready knows get the flamethrower because they found that other body Burnt. that was all charred up. Yeah. In their Norwegian camp, yeah. Which I don't know... Maybe it was just trying to spread its genes, probably. Yeah, Because it, it, it didn't need to just look like that one dog forever. Why do you think they had all those flamethrowers? I thought that was kind of weird. There's only one flamethrower. No, there was at least two. Was there? Because Childs was wearing one, and so was McCready. I don't know. Maybe, like, the melt snow. <laughs> I thought that was weird. I was like, why is there flamethrowers? <laughs> I didn't even things? think about that. Yeah. Oh, I guess maybe that was just me then. I mean, I didn't take any points away or anything, but I was just... Okay. Curious. I was like, why the hell do they have flamethrowers all over the place? But whatever. Uh, so they get some of the Norwegian data from McCready. And yeah, they found some video files there. And it's like some kind of weird thing where they're all standing around. And they're like celebrating, finding something. But we end up finding that they found like some deep buried spaceship from... 10,000 years ago. Yep. So it was kind of the permafrost thing I was saying. But it well, was, was it was because it was alien. melting or was it because they found it? Because it looked like they dug it out. They did dig it out. It wasn't melting. Okay. They dug it out. Yeah. But what they dug out is what is happening. Yes. Because you can oh. see they found... It says it's been buried for 100,000 years. 100,000, that's what it was, yeah. I thought it was like a thousand, or 10,000 or 100,000, yep. So, what we got is this alien that could assimilate and look like any one of us, which is like the body snatchers. Which is a good thing that, and lucky that it crashed in the Arctic Circle like it did. Yeah, but you think that was its intention, or you think it's just in survival mode? I don't know. I don't really know. I don't know if that's a question that can be answered. Who was Bennings? I think Bennings was the guy that got shot. The red-haired guy? Oh, yeah. He's the red-haired guy. Yeah. Okay. So, Blair starts to go crazy. But they talk about this before where you kind of go crazy if you're standing out here. Blair starts destroying all the vehicles. Any escape plan, basically. Do you think Blair was infected the whole time? I thought so. Or later on? Because I, I, I was... Thinking that, because at first, you know, I, I've seen this movie quite a few times, but it, it's 
this is my first watch in a while. And I forgot about, you know, just briefly we'll jump ahead with him making that spacecraft thing in the basement or whatever. Yeah. But at first, I felt that he was... Get, I, I don't think that they he keep was. It trapped yeah, I, yes, I, I think that he was trying to isolate and quarantine. He doesn't want because he was breaking that. the helicopter up as far as that goes. But then at some point he did get infected because he was building that spacecraft to. Oh man, know. I don't know. That's a good. It would have been cooler if he was just like, I'm saving the world by killing all of us. Yeah. But my but first think, thought was he's infected. See, my first thought was is that he figured out what the virus was, what it was capable of, and then he started going crazy, you know, busting all the computers and the communication because he didn't want it to spread. Yeah. But at some point, he did get infected. And that was one the one problem I had, not to jump ahead, but was how long was he tied up for? Long enough to dig a snow tunnel underneath and get all the tools and build a fucking spaceship because that seems like it would take, you know, weeks and it Months, seems like it would probably. hours. So I'm a little confused, I guess, as far as that part. Or how advanced is so, this alien? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I think, I guess that's just a part of, Yeah, you got to give it some credit, maybe. Anyways. When we invent an AI, it's going to... No. Create things much smarter than that. So anyways, you're asking about Bennings. What do you have about him? So Bennings... Oh, fuck, what was I? Okay, Bennings. well, Blair kills all the dogs, too. Yeah. And then Copper. I don't, which one's Copper? Oh, I don't remember which one. I think he's is. the other black guy. No, that one. I think that's Nalls. Okay, they they decided to do a test to test everybody's blood because they know that. Oh, I think Copper's the the one that I was getting mixed up with before. He was like the other kind of scientist that kind of knew what was going on. Yeah. So they tried to t- test the blood. I think we're skipping quite a bit. Did did we we've at this point? I think we skipped the part where Bennings gets. Where he turns. Taken over, yeah. Uh, how does he turn that? He's, he was in the room with, um, who was in the, who was the, oh, I don't remember. See, this is why you uh, got to do your notes that you normally do. <laughs> hey, everybody. Let's take a quick little intermission. Get your popcorn. Light some cigarettes. Light some Take a weed, slice some candles, cook some popcorn. Uh, apologize for my lack of research on this one. I was trying something a little different. We are about to get back on track here with Boss Tunex getting us caught up with a little technical difficulty. So you're going to hear his voice only for the next couple of minutes. You're welcome want to hear me for a couple of minutes but then after that we'll get right back on track okay i apologize drunk darius was trying a different technique as far as how we kind of go through this so that's why we're a little all over the place here but we're back on track here one of the things i want to talk about that we kind of 
skipped over a little bit. Uh, Fuchs is the, the one I was thinking about. So he's like the assistant biologist. This is when he is kind of, you know, they're figuring out that Blair is kind of going crazy. And this is when he pulls McCready outside and they're sitting in that snowcat out there. Yeah. yeah, so he explains to them that he'd been looking through Blair's, you know, stuff in his uh, office or whatever and finds out that Blair knows that those cells and organisms are still alive, even though that they've been like frozen and charred and whatever. And he, you know, theorizes that the alien has, you know, imitated thousands of other life forms across space. And this is just its next stop. Um, That evening is when Blair, so that this is kind of what we talked about where he studies the cells of the thing and he watches them attack and replicate everything else Some with really that real, yeah, on the computer. Yep. And this is where it comes out that it's got that thing that says how many hours until, you know, the entire population is infected. And it said like, is basically like three years or something. So this is where I came in thinking that, you know, he saw that and he's like, all right, well, I need to, you know, stop this. And that's when he went crazy and started killing the dogs and the computers and all that and whatnot. So, um, back to Bennings and how he turns. So windows and Bennings are in the room and this is like when they're trying to get it ready, they're trying to figure out where they're going to store the bodies. I think it might've been, um, the Norwegian bodies or whatever, but remember that scene where there's the blanket and you can see the blanket move underneath. And I think windows, leaves and when he comes back that's when you find bennings is like cocooned or whatever with the tentacles being stuck in him yep yep so windows then runs to get everyone else he comes back and bennings is gone and i think this is when we see him running around outside and and you know they're like oh bennings are you okay okay and then there's the scene where you see his hands and yep he's like fully transferred and changed over except Except, yeah, except his hands. So back to what you're talking about with how the alien kind of assimilates. I think what it does is it like basically eats or swallows and dissolves it and then it regrows it. Yeah, and it regrows everything. So, yeah. So, I don't like about the movie. I guess it makes it more realistic, but yeah. Sometimes all of a sudden it's almost changed all of a sudden. Yeah. just learned it takes some time. Why are we worried about this guy changing? Why, did, why doesn't everybody just stay together and you watch? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But I think at this point now, we're in the next morning. I think they got Blair locked up. Copper, I believe, is the actual doctor. Um, uh, the other doctor, not Blair, I guess. But, you know, they're trying to... F- at this point, there's a lot of like paranoia. So people are trying to figure out, you know, who's infected and how do we know if someone's infected or whatnot. And they go, and I think they're trying, I think this is when they go to the refrigerator that has the blood and then they find out. So at this point we have the paranoia. They're trying to figure out that blood thing. They, the blood bags are gone and then you know this is where it gets really good one of my favorite parts about this movie is the whodunit kind of aspect of it yeah so i believe it's gary and 
copper, I think, are the only ones that have access to that refrigerator. Yeah. So they're kind of, you know, well, who who did this and who took uh, the blood? Someone's sabotaging it. And we don't know if it's <laughs> one person or <laughs> several people. That are infected, yeah. yes. Yep. Um, so they're, they're trying to figure out who is, is going to be the main leader, I guess, at this point. And obviously from the beginning of the movie, we knew that McCready was going to be, everyone already kind of trusted him, even though he's only just the helicopter pilot, but yeah. Yeah. So he's kind of the, um, the go-to leader. Yep. So I guess I think at this point, Fuchs is, is kind of sitting at his desk and he's, you know, doing all of his research and he's kind of with Blair being, you know, Blair's out in his shack right now, I guess quarantined because they don't know if he's infected. If he's because he was destroying everything. Yep. They thought maybe he's one of the infected that yeah. doesn't want anybody to leave. Yeah. But back to your point before, that makes sense. The infected would want to leave to spread itself, right? I I think it, yeah, I think it did. Because they talked about, you know, what is it going to do? Is it going to kill everyone off or yeah, infect some of them? Or but what you were saying before, maybe he wasn't infected at that time while he was destroying everything. Yeah. So, what do you got? Uh... Well, I guess at this point, this is when, you know, Fuchs is sitting at his desk and I think somebody disables the generator or whatever, or all the power goes out. So Fuchs is, this is where I was wondering, you never really find out exactly what happened to Fuchs, right? No, I think I they did know. find his body in the snow, didn't they? Oh, he, but uh, they didn't, he they killed didn't, himself. Well, he, they thought he killed himself. Yeah, he's killed off camera, but we don't exactly What they know. find is like burnt bodies, so they assume... He, like, killed himself before he could infect other people or yeah, something. That's it. Yeah, that's, I was going to say it might have been just a um, a suicide attempt. Because he, he kind of, upon reading the notes of Blair, he kind of knew exactly what was going on, um, too, as far as not wanting to have it spread or whatever. So, I guess... Well, and then they... There's McCready... And he's like, after this, after they find Fuchs's body, he's like, everybody go back. I'm going to my shack. He's like, why are you going to my shack? He's like, because I turn the lights off. And they look up oh, to his right. shack the and the lights are on. So he goes up in there to check out what's going on. Yeah, so that's right. Um, Nalls got freaked out because he picked up a piece of clothing that had McCready's name on it. How did that get there? Do we know? I think... Uh, the alien or whatever is trying to set McCready up. You think it was like that smart where it could do that? I mean, yeah, I do think so. Yeah, so that, this is the point where Nalls like cut the safety line and there's the big whiteout blizzard. And Nalls barely gets back and he has that clothing or whatever. So they all think it's McCready now. Because it, it says uh, it penetrates you through your clothes. So like you have like holes in your clothes and then he yep. finds this McCready's jacket with holes yep. all up in it. Yeah. So he leaves Mac and they're like, you know, well, he's going to freeze out there. And I, and one of the guys is, is pleading, you know, we don't know that it's him. And all of a sudden they hear a window break and you're assumed that, I guess, what did you think at this point? Did, did you, you probably didn't think that, 
how crazy turned. Did you? No, I don't think. I think everybody. This is one of those things where we all. We don't know who is the killer, but we know. I think back we know in, McCready is the. Main I think guy. back in the day, this this part especially would have been a lot more effective because Kurt Russell is not the Kurt Russell he is today. That's true. So I think back in the day, this was probably a really good scene like because people hairy. are like, you yeah. know, oh god, who's coming? You know, and they're thinking McCready is is infected. Is infected, but nowadays we know. Um, you put the fucking high star person, right? Or the yep. you're not I mean, kill Scream off. had Drew Barrymore in the first scene get murdered, though. Yep. So, but yeah, so he breaks into that back window. Um, I think yeah. So at this point, he's got they they hear it. And this is that scene where Childs takes the the axe and he's like busting the door down, and they go in and they've got the flamethrower and I think guns trained on him and he's like freezing to death but he's got a bunch of dynamite and um, a flare and he's like you come in here and is it Childs or McCready? Childs is the one that busted the door down. McCready's in there. He he somehow got back through the blizzard but he knew that they were gonna expect him to yeah whatever so that's why he had the dynamite threatening uh, to blow everyone up. So our two main guys. Or McCready and Childs right now, right? Yep, yep. So this is McCready's Kurt Russell, and Childs is the uh, the dude we've seen from everything. Yep. I don't... Yeah, go on. So, well, they're all in this room. I think it's Norris is the one guy. He's kind of like a... You don't really... He, he's one of those characters that they don't really talk about a lot, but he's the one where they... Like, I think... McCready pushes him and you're not sure if like he pushed him and gave him a heart attack or something but yeah. this is when he you know collapses he, he like hits his head or yep. something yep so they all uh, get him into the, the doctor's thing and Dr. Copper's giving him mouth to mouth or no I don't think they gave him mouth to mouth but he's got the paddles out in their, the defibrillator and, or no he's giving him chest compressions that's what yeah. it is yeah they're trying he, to bring and, him back yep and then he pushes down like on the his third stomach. time yep on his stomach Okay. And his stomach opens up. Yeah. And it's this like is where, teeth. like, the alien theme. It's cool as scene. fuck. There's yeah. a ton of cool special graphics in there. But he pushes in on his stomach, yep. and his stomach opens up, like, teeth. And, like, basically, does he bite his hands off? Yeah, his whole arms. Like, his stomach bites his arms yep. off. Yeah, and, and I did read that they got a double amputee to play this part. So he had, like, no stubs shit. his arms. Yep. So See, the, he had stubs more his arms. and Practical then, effects. Yeah, like that. Yep. yeah. Yeah, it was awesome. Um, but they, they flamethrow it. I don't know who had the flamethrower. I think it was probably McCready. Yeah. Had the flamethrower in, you know, he's blasted Norris and that one thing. And this is the part where I think you're getting mixed up with the, the spider part because yeah, his right. head's like hanging off the table you're right. and it grows the spider legs and it starts kind of, you know, running away. And at first you're thinking like, Oh God, it's going to get out. But then, you know, it's trying to, like, sneak out, and they all see it, and then McCready, you know, lights it up. Before. So it's just like a human head chopped off, yep. and then all of a sudden, out of the neck area, grows spider legs. It starts yep. fucking spidering around, and then they fry him, right? Yeah, yeah. They Right as it's in the doorway. And it's creepy as fuck, though. This, this whole movie is pretty awesome. Yeah. I just can't believe, like, in my mind, I'm thinking, like, how do they not burn this? Like, if you don't know how a flamethrower works, it doesn't just shoot flames like a lighter. Uh, a flamethrower uses a it solution. Like a, it's like a gel, basically. Well, it shoots a, 
like gas, not gas. It's it's a gel. I'm I'm, I'm almost positive. It's like a gel like material substance. Right. It suits something that keeps burning. Yes. It's yeah. not just shooting a flame. Yeah. So yeah. So it's it seems like it'd be difficult to put out, but I've never shot a flamethrower, so I'm just kind of guessing at this point here. So. Uh, I think at this point, you know, everybody, nobody trusts trusts anybody really. I think most of them think. Oh, actually, I don't know at this point if they think McCready is is kind of still infected. But McCready does have um, that idea. This is probably my favorite part of the movie, and this is because I saw, I saw this movie when I was a kid, and this is the one scene that I remembered like vividly yeah. from a kid and this is the McCready test where he's got everybody um you know tied up kind of yeah yep I think three of them are tied up on a couch and, and there's one one guy not tied up um but yeah, he's like he's got, still at gunpoint kind of yeah well he he's he's like the only guy that kind of trusts McCready like remember yeah. when Nalls came back in he was the one that said we don't know so yeah I think McCready didn't you know he he, he left him kind of doing his bitch work I guess right so. but what he did with the test was he took a piece of wire and he was heating it up with the flamethrower and he had that other guy going around getting blood tests from everybody yeah because so we he, know these aliens or whatever they don't like fire. Well, and they'll do anything to survive. Yeah. So he, his idea is, is, is we're going to take this hot wire, and if, you, if you're if you alien, because they, they realize that it's cellular. It's not like parts or pieces. It's like every single cell of right. this alien right. is designed to live. Um, yeah, so they start taking blood from everybody, I guess. They even have, I want to say, oh, yeah, that's right. They do have Clark and Copper in there as well. And I think the first one they, they try is... Uh, well, let's be clear. We have, what, seven people left? Six people? I think so. I think Copper is the first one they test, and he's not infected. And then they go to Clark, but we forgot this scene. So in the whole scuffle, when they were trying to figure all this out, Clark is the one that... Throughout the movie, Blair warned at least a couple times about Clark. He's yeah, like, Blair's like, look Clark. out for Clark. Yep, and, and I think Blair thought Clark might have been infected because that dog, when it first came up, was licking him. He thought that Clark was going to be infected. Well, and Clark was the dog person. Yep, right? he was the he was the, the Caesar Malone. Well, at the, the time uh, when I watched it, I thought Blair was infected. The so he was trying to like yeah. warn against the guy that might sell him out. Oh, I suppose, yeah. But maybe Blair wasn't infected the whole time, so maybe really was yeah. legitimately worried about Clark. I think, yeah, that's what I came off to is that you know Clark is going to be the one infected. So, but at this point, you know Clark does kind of act a little bit goofy throughout the entire movie. Well, but he's, he's more friends with the dogs than he's yeah, with people. Yeah, so yeah. he's obviously just weird. But he uh, he grabs a scalpel and he comes after. Um, uh, McCready and McCready just shoots him. Boom. Shoots him dead. Right. Which we don't know if he was infected, infected or not. Yep. So that's why they infected Doc Copper first and I think they knew that he wasn't infected because he got his arms bit off. Yeah. Um, next up they test Clark and they're kind of surprised that he was not infected. Yeah, that he was not infected. Um, then I think at this point they have the... I don't know who the guy is. Tied up on the couch. I think on the far end you have Child. In the middle you have Gary. And then you have the other guy on the end. Is it uh, is it Palmer? 
Maybe. Maybe. But this whole time, all these guys that are tied up are talking shit. Like, fuck you. Yeah. I'm not infected. But then once you start hearing the guys getting louder and louder, Windows, you start to figure out who yeah. it is. Actually, Windows is the guy that kind of buddies up with McCrady. Yeah. But yeah, so at this point, he, he goes and he tests, uh, I think it's Palmer, at the end of the couch. And then, boom, you get this jump scare of his blood, like, you know, freaking out. And you find out that it's... You know Palmer, and then all of a sudden the aliens tied up, and it starts freaking out. The alien so, tries to it's escape really cool, his body. Yep, it's a really cool scene. It breaks loose, and then Windows, you know, kind of well, McCready's flamethrower is is like fucking up. It's misfiring or some shit. Yeah, you just hear it clicking. It's like frozen or something. Yeah, and then Windows kind of hesitates, and it it's an awesome scene where it grabs him by his head. And it's pretty. <laughs> it's fucking like dumb. throwing him around and. Yeah, it was it was pretty crazy. But this whole time, we don't know if one person's infected or if all of them are infected. So, I think it sounds it pretty cool that there's probably another one of them that's infected that lets the other one that is infected die there. Yeah. Um, I, I McCready does end up getting his flamethrower working and they torch it and it just busts out a wall and it just kind of lays down in the snow and uh, burns to death. Yeah, so it has to has to transfer by like sticking its veins out and like it's not airborne or anything yeah. like that. Yep. Um, I think this is the part where they go, is this where they go to check on Blair? I think so. Did they turn on... They already turned on McCready, didn't they? I mean, he turned them back on them. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they, yeah, they got finished testing. Yeah, that's right. So they... they I think... Um, I think it's McCready, Childs, and Nalls. Well, McCready tests his blood first, too. So everyone yeah. sees that he's not yeah. affected. But they, I don't think they believe that the test was accurate. Right. It was. We don't even know if it's accurate. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so this is the part where uh, McCready... I think it's McCready... Childs, Gary, and Nalls. I think the four of them and, are surviving. And Blair is still locked in that yeah. room. So they leave so Childs at the base. Yep, yeah, they leave Childs at the base. And then McCready, uh, Gary, and Nalls, they go to check on Blair. Obviously, this is the part we kind of talked about where they go in and Blair is not there. No. You know, so they're like trying to figure out where, um, where he is so they can give him the blood test. And I think, yeah, this is where there's the wood is loose in the floor. And for some reason, he somehow dug like a tunnel and had all these tools and everything and started building that yeah, spaceship. He built there. a spaceship yep. in like two hours. Yep. And this is when, um, so I think earlier with Fuchs, I think they just turned off the power in his unit, right? Because yeah. I think this is when the whole generator gets exploded or whatever. Yeah. Um, so then that, that leads them to go McCready is the dynamite yeah so they go and I think they start to um, and I think that this, this is when they go down to the generator room isn't it yeah, oh yeah they go down in the generator room to restart the power yeah and basically they find out that well there's no generator left I think Gary's one that's like well can it be fixed and he is like there's no, there's nothing left. It's gone. Yeah, I but then you that. get a glimpse of um, 
Blair at this point, and he's running around. And so I think, did you know or think that he was infected at this point? I thought he was infected a long time ago. But okay. Yeah. I don't know when he got infected, though. I think they were talking. I think right before this, they were saying, you know, we're not getting out of here. I think they saw that space shift and re- realized, like, we got to go. And, and so I think they grabbed all the TNT, and they went down. I think they were just planning on blowing every part Everything of it up. Everything up so no one can leave. Yeah. Um, I think Gary is the first one to get killed, right? I think so. Yeah, I think he's, like, walking around. His flashlight's not working. He's hitting it, and then you don't really see how he's killed. And then Nalls all of a sudden is, like, walking over. Um, and then, you know, I think McGrady says something, like, how's it coming or whatever, and he's like, oh, shit, there's there's nothing back there. Um, so who do we have left now? We got McGrady. So we got McGrady, and then I think uh, – I think they showed a scene of Childs like running out of before this got the shit yeah, really started they going did. down. I think they showed a scene of Childs running out, so you're either suspecting he's dead, gone, or infected. So right, but this is kind of where you have the final standoff with McCready and the the thing, I guess, and he throws dynamite at it, and they kind of blow it up. Um, McCready is two guys left, right? Yeah, it's just McCready and Childs, yeah. So this is where we kind of get into the... The ending. The ending, yeah. So So it kind of ends where one or... Obviously, both of them aren't infected, but we kind of... We don't know that. We kind of... Well, why wouldn't they just work together and leave if they're both How are they going to leave? There's nothing there that they can leave with. Well, I mean, why would they be playing coy with each other if they were both... I don't know. You don't know. I don't know. But it, it kind of sets it off like maybe one of them is probably infected, but we don't know which one it is. Well, the thing that I noticed, and I did read some other things on it too, if you remember, you can only see breath coming out of McCready's Oh, yeah. Mouth. So the other guy isn't breathing. But you don't know that though. I mean, At the time when be... you're watching it, I didn't think to look for that. Yeah. So, you know, I, I think... Um, you know, you could because John Carpenter left this. He left it open ambiguous. for interpretation. Right. right. So, I mean, you know, I think this they got the whiskey and they're both taking shots of whiskey and it says, uh, "What's the last line that McCready has?" Looks like we'll just wait it out or something like that. Yeah, we'll we'll see who dies first or something. I don't know. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, I mean, that's it. That's how it ends. They're both laying in, like, uh, a wreckage part of, you know, one of the buildings or whatever. And I think, oh, that's right. You do hear McCready's like, we're worried. He's like, I thought I saw Blair, so I ran after him. But I think it's safe to say that McCready wasn't infected, but we don't know about Childs. Yeah, I think I think we're supposed to interpret that Childs is infected. Yeah. Which, if the alien wants to live... But they did have that one line earlier in the movie that said, you know, is the thing going to infect all of them or leave leave a human? You know, to try to call other people in so it can spread, but... Well, yeah, I'm saying Childs wouldn't want to kill McCready if he wants to spread <laughs> yes, his yeah. disease. So, I want to call it disease. So this gets in the whole theory of... The endings, and this is kind of what we were talking about earlier when we did our discussion, is, 
you know, horror movies do this a lot better than other movies as far as leaving open-ended or ambiguous. I mean, you can talk about The Void, you know, multiple movies that we've talked about, including The Thing. You don't right. really know what happens. So this is what I was talking about a little bit ago with those test screenings. They screened it, and not a lot of people liked the ending. They didn't like the ambiguity of it. Because people want to know what right. happens. Right, exactly, exactly. And I'm the exact opposite. I do, for the most part, like ambiguous endings. I, I mean, I want to know what happens, but I do yeah. like ambiguous yeah. endings. So too. they did a reshoot, and the reshoot and the alternate, I don't know if I want to call it an alternate ending because I don't think it's it's... It might, be on one of the, it. it might be on one of the newer blue Blu-rays. Yeah. The one I have is, you know, I've the got like a special edition it. one. It's it's probably like 10 years old or something. Yeah. But the reshoot was um, everything was the same except coming out of the generator room. It ends with McCready. You don't see Childs. And I think it ends with McCready sitting by himself with a blanket over him and, and on a gurney. Are we supposed to assume that he is he's like not waiting infected? For help. Yeah, he's not infected. He's waiting for help. It's supposed to be like more of like a optimistic feel good. I don't kind of like thing that. Or whatever. Yeah, and uh, when they, I think they, the movie was originally screened in Vegas, and that was where it got kind of poor reviews. They went to Vegas? Denver. I don't know. They went to Denver, and they screened it. And they gave half the test audience that ending and the other half the ending that is the common one that we saw. Yeah. And at the end, there was only two questions on the scorecard. It was like, did you like the movie? Yes or no. Did you like the ending? Yes or no. And I think by like three or four percent, the people liked the other ending better. But um, people like a happy ending. Yeah. They they decided to keep the one we have. Especially back then, I guess. Now, if you have a bad, <coughs> not a bad ending, a negative ending where everybody dies, you'll get higher ratings. Yeah. Yeah. So. Because we won't expect it. Other, But yeah, well, you, you did like that ending though, overall? Yes. Yep. I well, love well, this movie. This movie is awesome. What, what, um, you, you didn't really have any problems with it other than what we talked about with the, the, the virus and how it works? No. No, other than how the virus... It's not a virus. It's an alien... Or the whatever. Alien, right. Maybe it's an alien virus, whatever. Yeah. But it's a, it was ambiguous because it was... it When it first started, it takes a while for them to change. And then all of a sudden, anybody could change yeah. out right away. Like, why don't we just all sit in a room and wait to see? But that's a minor detail. I think this yeah. movie was... Is very entertaining. That's part of the reason why I put my notepad down. Because <laughs> I didn't want to miss any of it. Yeah. Especially for a movie from 1982. Yeah. Right? I, I, I'll, I'll watch this again. No, the, the I have not seen the remake. From the 2000s? 2011. Is it 2011? Yeah. I haven't seen Wiley either. I want to I wanna check it out. I have not seen it. Just to compare. So, I do remember I liked the remake quite a bit of this. Yeah. 2011 one. Yep. So. Why? And you saw this one before that one? I did. Yep. I saw this one first. Which one do you prefer? Well, it's hard to rate <sighs> yeah, against yeah, the hard. OG because. Yeah. And especially since I haven't seen the new one in a for while. A bit, yeah. But I'm not someone that's afraid to say I like a remake better than the original. So. 
I'll watch the original and oh uh, yeah, from there. So or I mean, watch the new one. And I think it's. We should be honest that newer movies are better. Yeah. Most of the time. <coughs> yep. All right. Anything else you want to add before we wrap this biatch up, which is the thing? No. no. God damn it. Stop oh. stealing it from me. Stop. <laughs> you, were, you were just staring at me weird. I was like, uh, are you waiting for me to say something? or? Yeah, I... I keep waiting for the no, and then you sneak in right before I fucking do it. All right, I want I want your rating first. I'm curious. I'm gonna give this an eight point five. Okay. Because it's it's worth it. I don't like older movies, but this is really it's a really good movie. Yep. I agree. I'm I'm coming in at a nine point five. No shit. I love this movie. Awesome. That's, That's cool. an eighteen cumulative score. For, yeah. That might be yeah. that's that's one of the highest we've done so far. Top so. ten of all time, maybe. Yeah, no, I I love this movie. I like I said, I saw it as a kid, um, and, and I'm gonna say this now because I was waiting to say this before we got into I Am Legend, but I am the first to admit I, I'm not a big fan of rewatches. Most of the horror movies I own are zombie movies because I can watch those a thousand times. Yeah. Outside of zombie movies, I really don't watch horror movies that often. Yeah. Um, I I can go years without seeing, you know, I've said this before in previous episodes. I will watch, like when I watch movies in a series, whether it's Friday the 13th or Nightmare on Elm Street or Saw, I watch them all at one time. And I will do it every like few years. So like I said, I just last last year I just watched all the Friday the thirteenth. The year before I watched all the Saw. So it doesn't I don't watch I'm not a big rewatcher. I mean Well, I didn't assume that. So but this is one of those movies that I do rewatch um more so than others. Even if it is like once every other year. That's a lot yeah. for me. I mean it's a lot for me. So Well, I think there's a a certain nostalgic sense that yeah. to these older movies that a lot of people give them higher ratings than they probably do deserve but this is the first time I've watched this movie yeah and you gave and I still I still love this movie it's yeah. good but you know John Carpenter does have a sweet spot in my heart right yeah there. that's right that's right but no so, it is good it's a, it's a good movie even if you're like a new if you were born in 1995, you don't see any older horror movies. This movie still holds up. Yeah. We should get back to more special or practical, practical effects. effects. I completely agree. That's Rob Botton right there. He is speaking of practical effects. That's that's the man. 22 years old when he did that. Pretty pretty crazy. I wonder what he's doing nowadays. I'm gonna look him up. He's probably like. I think this was like the doing first cave project. drawings. And, uh, yeah, he's. Cave he, looks, he, he looks. He looks like a Neanderthal. <laughs> kind of does, yeah. So um. Okay, so I gave. I Drunk gave, Darius gave it eight and a half. I gave it a nine and a half. That was the thing. Next up, we have our shotgun reviews. Hold on, let's take a break. But that makes you feel good that you gave that good rating. Loved it. All right, we'll have shotgun reviews when we come back from stuff. Hey, Drunk Darius, well, what time is it? It's about time for a shotgun review. 
Shotgun reviews. What, what, what? Ladies and gentlemen. A little bit different this week because I have been cramming. Um, 2018. Yes, cramming 2018s. I won non-2018. Already. Really? I can't believe you're ballsy enough to squeeze in a non-2018 this time of year, mister. I've only watched four 2018 movies. What? <laughs> you don't know me. You don't know my life. Um, if you guys missed the last episode, I think that's when we started talking about it. So all the new movies, and I say new as far as movies that are in the same year class, we're going to be doing a top list. We are not going to be giving you number uh, reviews. Just a top we don't, 10 reviews. Yeah, we don't, want to, we don't want to spoil any kind of ratings or whatever. I mean, right. It makes it fun, you know, going through a list and, right. you know, guessing what ratings are. So... Movies, even though we haven't done our top 10 of 2018 list and it's 2019, I am not going to give you my ratings because you never know. They could show up on my list and I want it to be a surprise for all of our loyal fans out there. But we'd say it's safe, good or not. Yes, we'll we'll let you know whether it's worth it or not to watch it um, without spoiling much as far as that goes. So I have, I think, 10 or 11 movies. How many do you have? Six. All right. Well, I'll do two to year one. Okay. The first one I have is 20, and all of these are 2018, so I'm not going to say the year, but every one of them is from 2018. The first one I have is The Cured. Clocks in at 95 minutes. It's a zombie movie. What? A movie called The Cured is a zombie movie? Yes. You haven't seen this, I assume. No. You need to watch this. Okay, I'll watch it. And everybody else on here needs to watch this. I know everybody's laughing at me because I'm the biased you zombie only fan. You talk about zombie but shit. Trust me, watch this. You guys will like it. I'm surprised you haven't heard of it because it's Is got it, some it, buzz. There's no subtitles, right? It's, no. Okay. No. It's uh, Irish, I believe. I saw I saw it on a watch list, but I didn't click yeah, it. Yeah, watch it. Trust me, watch it. The next one I have is Dead Night. That one's 86 minutes. It's another zombie? No, it's not. And honestly, I don't even want to give away anything on this movie. If you've never heard of Dead Night, don't look anything up on it. Just watch it because I can give two movies that will encompass this, but it'll kind of ruin it, and I am not going to do that. So Don't do that. Um I would I would strongly suggest watching this, including you, Drunk Darius. Okay. I think you need to watch this. Both of these are hints to watch before we do our 2018 movie. So. Okay. I think gotta, uh, if you got to write them down, write them down. <laughs> but make sure you watch them. All the movies I watch are all. I would recommend anyone to watch. Yeah. I'm not trying to see bad movies. Exactly. Because we've all. I, yeah, I, I, there's some of those crazy guys that will see 100-plus movies in a given year. And there's just no way that even 100 movies are going to be good. So I do the same thing. I kind of filter your right, viewing yep. process. Because I'm not going to – I'm too busy. I mean, I, I just – I don't know how those people do that. I If movies was my only hobby, then it would be different. But I mean, it's not a hobby. For a lot of people, it's a job. It's a career. Right. I just am too busy to do that. So I purposely try not to watch bad movies. So the first two are strong recommendations, The Cured and Dead Night. Go ahead. 
Okay, I'm going to go with my uh, one that isn't 2018, so I can give you my actual rating on it. Nice. It's called Mayhem. Have you... Uh, the... Oh, God. I think he's Chinese. Maybe, oh, the Korean guy from uh, Walking Dead. What's his Steve name? Steve Yoon. Yes. Yep. He stars in this movie. Yep. He's it's, really good in it. It's not... It's it's like a year too old, right? It's yeah. 2017. It's excellent. Yeah, it's a good movie. Yeah, but basically, it's a whole office place. They get... He works for this law law firm, and they were famous for settling this case where some guy got some type of rabies-type disease where you just rage or you have no impulse control. But anyways, it, the whole office turns on each other because they get quarantined down. So you can do whatever you want because of this law that was settled. So you'll get away with whatever you want. Have you seen the Belco experiment? Yes. It's, it's very, very similar. similar to yes. this. Yep. But not everybody dies in this. And it, it's basically a free pass to do whatever the fuck yep. you want. But I, I give it a 6.5. Oh really? It's yeah. worth watching. I'm I'm not gonna say it's great, but it's entertaining it's like enough. It. It's I worth really a like watch. That. Yeah. The next one I have is Primal Rage, 106 minutes. This one is silly as it sounds. It is a Bigfoot movie, but I really enjoyed it. Have you seen that? Uh, Exists. No. Back or no? Backcountry is the bear one. That Bobcat. Uh, yes, that. Yes. I want well, that one. We won't is talk about that. Awesome. I want to. I want to see. It. I haven't seen it yet. Oh, you haven't. That's probably no. the best one. But okay. This one's really good too. Okay. Cool. Yeah, that one was. Oh, what is it called? Willow Creek. Yeah, that's yes. it. Bobcat Goldthwait. Yeah. yeah, Willow Creek is excellent. I this movie was very good. That. I I really enjoyed this. Primal Rage, 2018, uh, 106 minutes. And you recommend it watching it? Oh yeah. Okay. Yep. I will say, uh, yeah. Well, there's a couple on here. I'm iffy on, but no, that one is uh, that one. Is, I would recommend that one for sure. Okay. Well, I have a assassination nation. Ooh, that's on my short list to watch before next week when we film. I don't think I like it. Okay. Well, I don't know anything. But what it's about? Like literally nothing. It's, it's a. Like, well, don't tell me. But when it starts, I think it's gonna be awesome. But then there's like. An hour worth of drama. Yeah. And then some cool shit happens at the end. This was a movie I saw a lot of people don't agree that it's horror. Do you consider it horror? Yeah, I would. Okay. It's it's, it's kind of like The Purge. But yeah. you don't get that bit until the end. And it hypes it up so much you think it's going to be awesome. But they just don't fulfill what you're expecting sure. and also there is like a little bit of political oh of course like flower power like it's 2018 girls can do whatever yeah. stuff but it, it it hypes it up to where it is almost badass but they just don't they don't fulfill but it, it's still worth watching i think yeah. but you you gotta milk through the first hour or so okay okay next up i have open house have you seen it 
I've started watching this like three times. Really? Yeah. I thought of you when I watched this. Okay. I liked it quite a bit. Okay. How, how, how many minutes into it did you get? I don't know, like 30 minutes. Really? Man, that's strange. I know what it's about. So, like, they, they get a mom and a son get to stay at this house. At their aunt's but house. But they have to hide every time. No, they the don't have to hide. They just, it, they're, it's for sale, so they have people showing it. Right, so they, so they just, just can't have be to around. be, yeah, they just have yeah. to go out to town or something. Oh, I'll watch it again. I've heard I, I good really, things. I really liked it. I was surprised, too, because it didn't get very good reviews, and it's a slasher, and I'm uh, not a slasher. Have you seen Hush? Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to watch that either. It seems don't? boring to me, dude. Hush was way awesome. I started watching it. I think it's that was a boring. year or two ago. Dude, that was... I don't like Quiet Place, either. Did you watch A Quiet Place? Yes. And you didn't like it? It's all the same bullshit genre. Same with Bird Box... You don't like Bird Box? Green Room. Oh, I do like Green Room, but... No, dude. Um, Yeah, I, I not guess... Not Green this, Room, but... I felt this breathe. movie... I thought about you when I saw this movie, because I thought it'd be up your alley. Well, maybe I'll watch it. I will check it out. Yeah. I heard it was good. I'm just a little hipster that I hate. I don't like stuff that right. gets a lot of hype. This one never got any hype, though. I, I think it's the exact opposite, because I saw a lot of bad reviews with this movie. Oh, okay. Then maybe I'll check it out. Yeah. But, uh, no, what was the other one? Oh, you, ne- you need to watch Hush. That movie is awesome. It's not what you think. Either. There's no talking in it at all? No. No No, words. I mean, no, as in you're wrong. That's not the case. So there's miming the whole... No, I don't. No, just watch it. Okay, just watch okay, it. Okay. Hush is... Yeah, that's a whole different story. Okay. Hush okay. is great. Hush is great. You see those memes, obviously bird box memes, but it's like yeah. a quiet place, can't talk, house you can't hear. I didn't hear any of those, but no. Okay. Anyway, what do you got? Uh, you might be the killer. Seen I haven't it? seen it. Great, great movie. All right, but it's a uh, check it out. It's comedy over horror, so. I wouldn't yeah. put it in my top 10 this year, but I'll give it a really good rating. Yeah. All it's, right. It's good. The next one I have is Bird Box. Yeah. I This one did have a lot of hype, and I'm kind of one of the guys where if a movie does get a lot... That's why I like to see certain movies first, because I don't want the hype to get affected by me, because usually it has an adverse effect. Yeah. But that was not the case. I really enjoyed Bird Box. I thought it was really good. It was a good movie. I'm not going to take away from that. Yep. It was, it was a, I thought it was really good. It's good. It's entertaining. Yep. What do you got? Definitely recommend Bird Bird Box. I also had Bird Box. But Last week, I think, yeah. I'm not going to talk about that one. The Witch in the Window. Never heard of it. Oh, man. It, I'll give it a... A pretty good rating. I'll recommend that you watch it. It starts out, scares the fuck out of me. It scared the fuck out of me. Because witches what? scare me, man. Witches, they get my goat. But in this one, they show the monster right away. Which most people, like, don't show the monster. But in this, like, oh, that's a ballsy move. They show the monster. It's right there. But then they let the monster hang around too long to where it's not that scary that's anymore scary, yeah. but it, it's a good movie but it starts out good it doesn't end as well I don't think yeah 
The next one I have is Cam. Um, this one, it seems like a lot of people really, really, really enjoyed this one. I figured this is just average. It's your average slasher. I was on a thread the other day with somebody about it and they were over the moon and my reply, they were like, well, what'd you think? And my reply was in five years from now, if I thought of this movie, the only thing I would remember is when she was spanking herself. The best part about this movie is the TNA in it. <laughs> okay. Okay. So uh, average, you know, the movie is made by a actual cam girl. I didn't know that. Oh, it's made by a cam girl? Yeah, she used to be a cam girl. Oh, really? So she wanted to make a movie about the realistic side of... I had no the idea. ...the cam girl side of it. And then... Oh, you, I, think, I didn't even know that was a thing. I think she tried to pass it off as a drama or something at first. Yeah. And it wasn't passing, so then she made a horror movie Because the it. tone. The tone said it. I haven't seen it, yeah. but... Apparently, yeah, the director or producer or whatever is yeah. it's on Netflix girl. so I mean it makes sense there's a lot of fucking weirdos out there like, yeah that's weird. I, I think I think uh, yeah I, I would I would recommend checking it out checking it out least. yeah I mean I can see cause cause this did make Cam did make some top 10 lists yeah just not for me. So Maybe I would say. Maybe you gotta know about the whole cam world. I don't know. Yeah. So what do you got? I have. Okay, this is my favorite on the list. Hellfest. Yep. Which don't get confused with Bloodfest. No, it's, I have that one coming up next. So. Which Bloodfest or Hellfest? Hellfest. I love this movie a lot. Did you? It's got generic characters, but it's. It throws a wrench right in, right in there, right away that you don't see coming. And I don't. It's just like an updated slasher, but it, it hits all the right notes, right? A wrench that you didn't see coming. The first person to die did not think it was gonna be the first person to die. Oh, okay. And then the end, even it's kind of a twist. I don't know. I like this movie a lot better than Bloodfest for sure. And it and I didn't see Bloodfest yet. Hit, see, I got it mixed up because I was looking for the one that was it Gunnar Hansen or whatever with all the serial the super serial killers or whatever in it or the you know what I'm saying that yeah. one's Bloodfest right yeah that's the one I was trying to find. Well, they're I, all serial killers. Yeah, this one it's a at a haunted house. Have you ever been to... It's, uh, like, it's like the haunted version of Disney World, it looks have like. Have you been to Sleepy Hollow? No. Oh, you gotta go there. But they have like five different haunts, haunted houses, plus they got like the zombie paintball and stuff. Yeah. So this is kind of like that. There's different haunts. Uh, I don't want to give it too much away, but it yeah. does it really well. It's good. Yeah? For As a slasher fan, I really, really like this movie. But there is generic characters. Like, it, it's the same slasher movie you've seen a lot, but it does it really good. It's funny you brought that up because that's the next one on my list, and I was going to tell you to check it out if you haven't. Um, I I am coming in less than you at that. I am calling this just average as far as a movie. Um, there's a lot of things I didn't like about it. and I, I understand that. I understand. Like, so. 
the acting, it's, it's all pretty generic, but yeah. I love that. But uh, I'm a slasher, slasher fan. Yeah, if you're a slasher I'm looking fan, for can, that. So. Yeah, for sure. So um, I guess I'll skip to my next one then, which is The Meg. Um, you know, this is a... I, I, it was done really well. It looked good. You know, had great acting. I don't know if I just expect more out of these blockbuster type horror nah, movies. I would expect the less. No, I, I, I feel like with what they have, it should be more. So I'm, I'm the opposite. I, I expected more out of this. It's still good. Um, you know, a little above average, but, uh, I think it's one of those things like maybe you get your, uh, expectations up. Yeah. So when you do see it and it's not great, you give it a worse rating. Like maybe a lower budget movie like that, you maybe give a higher rating. You know, part of the problem I have is is I have no problem calling this horror, but it's more. I mean, they Jason Statham's in it. So have you seen it? No, I'm not gonna watch that. Trash. It seems <laughs> it seems like you know they tried to do a Jason Statham movie, a crank in a subgenre. Yeah. You know, I I don't know. It just there's too much action adventure kind of that just didn't really work, which like is the, different. Because I was, like, sorry, go ahead. No, you go ahead. Do you like the Jurassic Park movies? I do. The new ones? Yep. I don't like those. I do. Th- this one, I was gonna say this one didn't work, but a movie that is like this that did work, for example, would be Upgrade. Yeah. So I can kind of see that. Yep. Do you like the Crank movies? Yeah. I like those too, but they're, I don't think many people would like those. I would not recommend people to see it. No. Do you got, do you have one more? Yes. Okay, go ahead. Then I got one more. Christmas Horror. Nice. It's called uh, All the Creatures Were Stirring. Okay. It's a, so this guy and this girl go on a date, seem like friends, but we're not sure if they're kind of. About to be more than friends, and they go see. Uh, they're alone on Christmas Eve, and they go to some small theater to watch uh, a small theater play. But they're sitting there, in every single uh, act of this play, we get like a short clip, of, like an anthology type thing. And it's pretty good. Like, uh, there's a white elephant scene where. The presents are kind of trying to are killing all the people. Once you open your present, it might kill you or it might yeah. not. It might give you a gun to kill someone else. And the next episode is hmm. it's an anthology. All the things stirring. Yeah. Or what's it called? All the creatures were stirring. All the creatures were stirring. All right. Um, I'm, it's a 2018 movie. I'm not going to put it on my top 10, but I would definitely recommend yeah. just checking it out, especially for a Christmas horror. Will do, will do. Um, The last one I have is The House That Jack Built. Have you seen this? I started it, but I didn't. I didn't. I didn't see it. I liked it quite a bit. It's probably my favorite movie about a serial killer. It looks like a Jason Bateman type uh psycho yeah the cover art does it's yeah it's it's really good um the only downfall i have is that it's it's really long it's like 151 minutes it's Uh, like two and a half hours i don't like that so but 
I strongly recommend it. I, it was really good. This one did. The reason I, I watched this one sooner than I did because I saw it was on a bunch of top ten lists. It's really good. It is my favorite movie about a serial killer. So it's good. Is it like from his point of view type, like a psycho, or is it um, from the victim's point of view or a psycho? It's it's because the cover his, art looks like it's his. It's point from of view. his, but it's different. It's yeah. I mean, it, it's 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 from him, but there's it does a couple things different. Is it supposed to be inspired by Psycho? Because he looks just like um, fucking... Uh, no, actually, I don't... Christian Bale from Psycho. Yeah. That's what the cover art looks American like. American Psycho? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't really... Uh, no, not really, I guess. It's just... Okay, you don't have to give too much away. But. Yeah, it's it's really good. It's it's very different. Which is good. Yeah, I, I would... I mean, check it out for sure. It, it's really good. It's made a lot of top ten lists, and, and I think... You said you did start it? I, no, I don't think it. I think it wasn't loading on my completely legal streaming service oh, gotcha. that was going on. Is it uh, streamable? Like, can I pay for it? Is it I saw this when I was at my sister's, and I can't remember. But you guys it see it in theaters, like, you bought it. Like a streaming? I think, well, they have like a Roku TV, so I don't know if it was like right. Amazon Prime or something. Right, whatever, I got Prime, Hulu, whatever. Yeah, I they, yeah, I, it was one of those, I think. But it, it was, yeah, it's really good. I'd definitely check it out. So it's long, but it was one of those where I, af- right after it was done, like I sat and thought about it and I had to like do some research, like just to figure out. What, where the, what happened with the ending and so it was really good that's cool I like yeah. those like hereditary I just watched it again recently yeah I get there's little subtle things in that movie that yeah you don't even see the first three times you watch it yeah yeah so that's all I have for the shotgun reviews anything that you have that you want to add um What about a... Uh, oh, I thought you were going to do your no. <laughs> you trying to steal it from yeah, me. I was like, what are you looking at me for? We talked about Sabrina, didn't we? Yep. No. Okay. <laughs> Next up, second. our second feature review is 2007's I Am Legend. Rated PG-13. Clocking in at 101 minutes. Directed by Francis Lawrence... Pretty pretty big wig director, I guess you could say. His horror creds uh, would be Constantine, but he's done uh, Red Sparrow, which is newer. But he's also, I would say, he's more known for his Hunger Game movies. But it's kind of funny because he's like done like fifty, he directed fifty things, but most of them are music videos, <laughs> which was like pretty funny. I saw. Yeah, I think you need to get to something I missed. With what? That this is a remake of something. Oh, yeah. So the reason I chose... I had no fucking idea this was a remake. Yeah, so the reason I chose this is because when I was a kid, we already talked about I Am Legend, but I saw I Am Legend when I was a kid and I loved it. That movie really stuck with me. It didn't really hold up. What? Like when I was a kid. What are you talking about? 
Or I mean, Omega Man. Omega, Omega Man. Man. Yeah, that is what I I saw that as a kid. Which you we covered. I was like, we this covered. needs to be like a zombie gem of the week. Why are we doing this? Yeah. And now I know why we did this. Yes. Yeah. Billy has the same name. Yeah. So the Omega Man is. Yeah, that's one we already covered. We kind of already talked about. I loved it. But I feel and like then, such a new. Yeah. I feel. I don't think violated people, almost. Like, how did I not know this was a remake? Of I don't Omega think a lot Man. of people know that or knew that really. I, I didn't know that. I don't no. think anybody knows that. No. Well, well even watching Omega Man, I didn't get it. I think it's because the zombies are so different. Yeah, and zombies, I would say they're probably more accurately called, you know, kind of vampire creatures, but whatever. I Nobody's going to get mad if you call them a zombie. More self-aware. Yeah, those ones. And they're quite a bit different in this one as well, too. So, But yeah, no, I chose I Am Legend. Um because just I wanted to, you know, it fits perfect. We had an older movie, which was the Omega Man, and the newer one, which is I Am Legend. So I was like, well, we're going to cover them both. This is one of the movies that when we talked about starting this podcast that I really want to talk about. Uh, not now. Sometime we should do a top five, top ten zombie movies. Oh, I've and I, I would that. put this top three for sure yeah. with the new Down the Dead. Which they're both remakes. See, as much as I love this movie... In 28 Days Later. I don't know that I could put this in the same category as, like, a zombie zombie. Because they're not really... Because they're smart. I'd call it more of a creature feature kind of thing. Infection. Yeah. Like an outbreak type movie. Yeah. Yep. Okay. You're the zombie expert. But um, it doesn't take away anything from the movie, so... Um, I guess... I mean, it was written by Mark Protasich. Yeah, whatever. Um, most notable for The Cell, and it was written by Akiva Goldsmith. Gold's, yeah, Gold's Mail, Gold's, I don't know. Some Jewish guy, I would, I would say, by the name. Gold's Mail. I can't read my own handwriting. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> uh, but he's also got some chops in the horror biz because he wrote Rings, the new one, and Dark Tower. This is starring Will Smith. Doesn't need much of an introduction. Everybody knows Will Smith. The Fresh Prince. Of- yep. He this would be the only like horror movie I guess that you could count. He's done a lot of what I would call creature features though, such as Independence Day, you know, Men in Black, iRobot, uh Bright. So he's done a lot of movies like that, but nothing true horror in yeah, I oh, see the new Men in Black coming out looks pretty good. But I haven't seen that movie. He's not in it regardless. Oh he's not go on. Yeah. This also stars Alice Braga, and this was this movie came out in 2007, and when this came out, I remember, you know, it was just another whatever, but as other movies came out, she actually has done quite a bit. Um, when this movie came out, it was like, I thought it was a big, a big deal. I, I swear, it, like, it was. I saw it like two times in the theater. I still remember... The preview with him driving that Mustang down there. That was yep. a Mustang ad for sure. Yep. Ford definitely pumped some money right, into this right. movie. But I thought it was a big deal. I guess we were definitely different ages at the time. <laughs> yeah, no, this came <coughs> this came out when I was living in my college town. So, you know, what better was believe it. 2011 it came out? 2007. Oh, 2007. So yep. <clears throat> it's like a... 
But that Alice Braga has been in a bunch of other movies afterwards. Uh, So this was like one of her first main movies. But she also starred in uh, The Right, which is really good. Have you seen that? Yeah, the the pre-demon movie. And then Predators. And then the only really real other actor in this is is Charlie Tahan. And, dude, that's just a kid, but he's got some chops for horror movies. Well, in this movie, he, he has, like, two lines. He, he doesn't say a single word in this movie. Uh, maybe he doesn't. He doesn't have a single... doesn't say a word in this movie. Um, but, yeah, this is one of his first movies. But he went on to do Frankenweenie, The Harvest, and Super Dark Things. Oh, Super time, Dark Super Things dark, is Super Dark good, Times. That's a good movie. Yeah, that movie is really good. So, yeah, this kid's got some chops in the horror there. So, um, you know... I, Super I can, Dark Times is 17. That was last year, I think, uh, yeah. This again, this is another one of those movies where personally it's a little bit different because uh, I don't think as many people like this as much as I do. No, I think this I'm the exact opposite. I think everybody this is a way more popular movie than I used to covering. I, I I think I think it is, but I think in our community of like hardcore horror fans, I think they turn their nose up to it. That's what I think. I've literally never heard another horror movie podcast or anyone talk about this movie. And I think it's because they all think it's trash. That's, um, that's my guess. I think I think you're right. I think this is the double standard that I was just talking about. How Hereditary gets a psychological thriller tag. Yeah. Because it does good. in this movie, because it wasn't marketed as a horror movie horror fans don't give it the credit yeah. it deserves but i think it this is is it's horror i think it is horror i mean i think i'm gonna look it up i real, agree with you it is. but it, because it was so mainstream i think horror fans do not want to give it the credit it deserves yeah um it is horror on IMDb. I mean, not that IMDb is the... Right. But I'm just saying, it's like, it is more of a mainstream <clears throat> film, which us yeah. horror fans don't want to give credit to. Yep. I could talk about this movie and trivia all night, uh, but a few things um, interesting, I guess. Well, first, we already talked about it. It's a remake of Omega Man, which we yes. already covered. Yes. And it does it way better. The zombies are yeah. actually zombies. And Omega Man, they're like... They're like talking people. Some kind of cult. They're like some Scientologists. <laughs> right. I think I saw Tom Cruise in that movie. Nah. Alright, go um, on. So, Will Smith fell in love with that dog. Side story with that dog is that dog was found only by the trainer a few weeks before the movie went into production so the trainer didn't it was it was like at a, at the pound so he didn't have much time to train the dog and it was kind it's of like crazy. a drug dog that's not that's it, was, not it was a german shepherd yeah but it was it was found at like the pound or, or or something like that um but the trainer didn't have much and he trained it but you know i mean german shepherds are smart dogs anyways but will smith just fell in love with that dog and he begged and begged to adopt it after the movie and they would give him up that the trainer would give him up he wouldn't no oh damn no um damn. The, the this is another thing too i know i talk a lot about this kind of stuff but like the scream effect on this 
Mike Patton is the lead singer for Faith No More. And the guy, if so, you know, scream he, effect. So all all the we, creature sounds. We hear screaming in the background, and like the all, zombies. Yep, all the creature sounds. Yes. Like, ah, yep. Like that kind of. Yes. Sorry. So if you know ears. anything about Mike Patton or Faith No More, the guy is in a bunch of different bands. He's got a really, he's got a range. Like is it a Christian band? It sounds like no. Christian band. They are the opposite of a Christian band. Okay. Good. But I mean, um, it's it's like a rock band, but he's got a bunch of other goofy stuff, and he's got a real vocal range. But he did all of the creature sounds like with his own voice for this movie, no oh, like shit. effects or anything like that. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Well, I guess it's pretty much one range. Those screams are. Yeah, they 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 have some guttural sounds and whatnot as far as that goes. It was really no- cool. Like I I thought the first time I watched this, I thought it was just like computer generated sounds and whatnot so yeah but plus i'm a huge faith no more fan so i thought it was even it sounds like a christian band oh god faith no more unlike the omega man this movie that was omega man was filmed in los angeles this movie was filmed in new york and it took uh quite a while because they shut down a lot of parts of new york so they had to pay so much money to shut that oh yeah the bridge and Times or was it Times Square? I think they did. They did shut down streets in New York. They had to pay. Yeah. They shut down streets. Millions of dollars. They shut down streets in New York. Tens because of there's there was there's an interview I read where Will Smith was saying he 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 got the finger. <laughs> you know, sorry guys, but yeah, they did it on weekends. They shut down actual streets and blocks and whatnot. They shut down the Washington Bridge. Fuck New York. For that scene, uh, yeah. There's too many people there. (laughs) I know, right? Don't move here, but move somewhere else because we don't need more people here. But it worked really good. I'm glad they did because it's a lot better. Like, less CG is better, in my opinion. Especially at this time when, you know... Oh, well, this is the one thing I have a problem with, this movie. The CG with the monsters. Compared to the thing. Yeah. Well, as far as that goes, they actually did say that they tried having them... Not CG, but it said that, I forgot the quote, like the special effects supervisor said that it looked like uh, memes dancing or something like that, or or no, mime, not memes, mimes, <laughs> mimes trying to dance or something like that. So they, they did end up going with uh, CG CGI. They did. Um, one thing that I didn't know <clears throat> is that... Uh, when they showed the streets that were all overgrown, they used all real plants on that. They like shipped in plants. I thought it was serious. Yeah. Yeah. They went hardcore on this, but yeah, they used real plants on that. That's, I mean, I like that. It seems expensive and I'm all fucking talking trash about the CGI, but yeah, I I, I would understand if you had to like CGI those plants. They literally shipped them in on New York streets. Yeah. And it was like a lot of it was during Christmas too. So like, especially outside of his house, uh, all those scenes, it was Christmas time and they had to take all the decorations down. Where was that house at? Uh, I I have no idea. It's it's supposed to be in New York, but it's like, there's a major park right now. It's probably in New York. I think all the filming was done in New York. Man. But yeah, they, they used real plants. They didn't use CGI. So you can tell, I mean, they tried to do it the right way. Um, this is probably the coolest thing about this. And I've heard this from multiple sources as well. This was originally supposed to be done by, uh, directed by Ridley Scott, 
uh, with Arnold Schwarzenegger as the star. And it's really hard. Like, isn't it hard to envision him? Like, we, we wouldn't know. I'm sure if the movie came out starring Schwarzenegger, it would be awesome. And you wouldn't be able to picture that role in anyone else. No. But seeing Will Smith it in it, I, saw, awesome. I thought he was, no. Arnold Schwarzenegger, I love him. He's not an actor. He's not. A, no, I don't know. I don't know I, how. I, what, what's that movie he's in with the stars of Zombies? Maggie. Ma- Maggie? Yep. Have you seen it? I own it. Is it good? I like it, yeah. But I could not it's, see him taking this serious role. It's, it's good. It's, it's well, good. Maybe he, was, he could land it, but I don't think the rest of us that know Arnold Schwarzenegger's past could take him seriously. It's it's good. It's not a traditional zombie movie, but whatever. I feel like it's The Last of Us, the video yeah. game. You know that video game, The Last of Us. Oh, yeah. Yeah, know. that's one of the best PlayStation 3 games I ever played. I feel like he, awesome. he used to be the character in that game, not in a... In the movie? A major movie. Yeah. This movie made some money, though, right? I think it did, yeah. I actually forgot to... I was so excited with these movies and to watch them, I didn't check. <laughs> it definitely stuff. made a yeah. lot of money. Um, I guess as far as we can kind of get into it, unless there's anything else you want to add. Get into what? The actual movie itself? Yeah, let's break it down. Oh, no. I'm going to go um, pause. Pee for the eighth time? You might want to get that checked out. Pause for the cause. And we're back, ladies and gentlemen. All right. Let's get into I Am Legend. Which is a remake, which I never knew that. Yes. I know we already talked about that. Yes. I don't think anybody knows that. I think you're wrong. But we just started the movie in the background, so it'll be perfect. I guess we'll be able to... Okay, yes. So <laughs> the movie starts out, it's the first they're talking about Yankees and... Yeah, they, did what? you notice that? They're talking about, oh, we're expecting the Giants and the, our Chicago and New York or something the in the World Series. Series, which, funny enough, you know, flash forward like nine years and Chicago does win the World Series. Finally. That's kind of funny. But So it cuts to a news interview with this one lady talking about how they uh, re-engineered the measles virus to mm-hmm. fight cancer, which is a thing they they are doing that. They uh, re-engineer viruses to fight cancer. At least they're trying to with CRISPR. I don't know if you know what CRISPR is. Yeah. But that's how the movie starts. I was like, yeah, we, we cured cancer. And then it cuts to three years later. It is awesome because this is out of all of the infection and zombie and whatever movies you want to talk about it. This is like legit. This is the well, most outbreak realistic. Was pretty good. Yeah, yeah. I suppose outbreak was pretty good too. But it, from watching the behind the scenes thing on this DVD, that's what they talked about. Like this literally could happen. Yeah, absolutely. But it cuts to three years later. We get a scene from New York City. There's cars. Looks awesome in all the streets. Is no one around? And I've seen this movie. Oh God, I've seen this movie dozens of times. And every time I watch it, I pick up on new things. But I do love that opening because that really sets the tone. You know, 
oh, we, we cured cancer with the measles virus, and then they cut flash to forward everybody's to just, dead. Yeah. There's no one here. Everything is overgrown and, and whatever. It's cool. It, it, as humans, we, we think this world is ours, but yep. as soon as we die off, nature does just take over everything. Like, yeah, we get... I mean, they do... Plants grown through the side. They do a really good job as far as, um, you know, kind of paying homage to the Omega Man, you know, especially with the, you know, we just saw the overhead helicopter theme, and then I think he was driving a Ford Mustang in the original Omega Man, and he's driving a GT500 uh, Shelby in this one in the beginning. This is also a Mustang. Yes. Yeah. Or yeah, I guess we're both Mustangs. This is this one. This one's This is a 500. This is, know, this is legit. I don't know what happened to this car because he has to drive it again. Yeah. But anyways, yeah. we get Will Smith driving through the streets just flying down the street which little bit of me is like New York is infamous for having traffic jams but all the streets are open after everyone dies. Well, I mean, he'd been there for three years, so maybe he, in that time, had enough Just clear to the clear streets. the roads. I would assume so, yeah. But he drives past a huge building that has, like, covered in plastic, that has, yep. like, uh, hazard signs on it. So it was quarantined. He sees that. Uh, are, are these just regular, like, white-tailed deers? They look like muleys. Some type of deer. Mule, mule deer. I think it's a mule deer. A little bit bigger? Is that what they are? What's yeah, a little bit deer? bigger, yeah. It's But anyway, so it kind of takes on the whole idea where nature overran civilization. So we have herds of deer in yeah. New York City running around. Yeah, in like actual city, New York City is pretty cool. Yeah, and he's chasing them down this perfectly red Mustang. That, not a scratch on it. Yep. Oh, I... It looks cool. I'd, I'd do the same thing. Cool. And then he, boom, here's your traffic jam. It's Which like, is kind of the Omega Man where he just yep. crashes his car and gets a new one from the dealership. Yeah. But he's chasing him down with him and his dog, Sam. Which Funny is side a, story, too, because I started this and uh, my kids were playing in the, the playroom. My daughter came up and just, you know, came up to say hi. She's three. And, and I've seen this movie a thousand times. So she crawled up on my lap and was asking what it is. It was at this point coming up right here with the line, and I knew, you know, she's sitting in my lap, and I knew that jump scare. I was like, oh, yeah. And as soon as that line came out, she about jumped out of her skin, and she's like, I'm going to go play with my Barbies. I was like, yeah, that's a good idea. So it was pretty funny. But, you would. So. But, um, yeah, anyways. So, yeah, so he's hunting deer in New York City, basically. So nature has overtaken all the stuff we have created as a civilization. Yeah, I mean and it's a pretty it's a pretty cool scene because you can see like I mean all the animals have come out and in well okay so he's about to get this one deer yep. and then the lion comes out and snags his and he's deer. still like ready to shoot it but then he looks and sees you know well there's, there's the, the mama de- or the mama lion and the two cubs yeah yeah so are we supposed to Assume they escaped from the zoo or something. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, they're just not roaming around. Last I checked, uh, we don't have, you know, lions running around New York City. We have mountain lions around these parts, (laughs) but... Not New York City. Not regular lions. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, well, his alarm goes off on his on his watch, which is a common thing in this movie. Yes. So we see later, which I'll skip it, but he checks. He has some kind of book, so he knows what time the sun's going to go down yep. every time, every day. So he sets his alarm every morning to when the sun's about to go down. Sunset. How many times have you seen this movie? Four, maybe? Yeah. But I haven't seen it in maybe six years. Okay. It's been a long time. And this, I mean, we're coming up to, you know, the scene later on in the movie with his dog, what happens, but... This movie does such a good job as far as um, building that relationship between him. I mean, he... Oh, one thing I forgot, too, to talk about in the trivia that really helps us out is, you know, Will Smith is obviously, like, a top-tier actor in our generation. That's because of the dedication he has. So he spent a lot of time interviewing, you know, long-term prisoners and people that kind of stay alone, I guess you can yeah. say. Um, that live by themselves or survival. And, and the number one thing he got at all, all that is a rigid routine, which I think I talked about in when we were doing talking about the Omega Man because it's kind of crazy. You're all by yourself. Like, how do you not go from going crazy? You know, that's just staying busy. That yeah. rigid routine. So, I mean, the movie does a really good job, similar to the Omega Man, which this does a lot better, but, you know, with him getting up and running and blah, blah, blah. All well, that that's like stuff, a so. military thing, too, I think. Like yeah. Second Staying in shape, yeah. But in the original Omega Man... He had his son... He, like, oh, he hears the phone ringing, and he starts to go a little crazy. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, And then that's, it, like, that's it. But in this, we really see Will Smith is kind of loses his mind just from not having any social interaction for three years yeah we're gonna stop watching this movie they're getting too much of us so yeah so anyways you know he gets back to the house he cooks dinner you know he talks to his dog so he doesn't get go crazy and he's pouring something on his front steps what is it is like i think it's vinegar is it vinegar? yeah i think it's vinegar so they can't smell and track it that's what my guess is i don't know that they ever say and i've never really read anything on it what what is vinegar is that deter like it probably just covers up trick i would say it probably just covers up sense okay you know i mean i'm assuming those creatures you know have pretty good you know, they're nocturnal, so I think they hunt a lot by sound and smell and whatnot. Yeah. So I think that he's just... That's a, a big thing in this movie where he wants to hide where he lives because yeah. they don't know where he lives. Yeah. Even though his house is sweet, it's outfitted with, like, all these crazy steel doors, but... But, like, all these steel doors on his windows, so they yep. lock up. Yeah. So, I mean, so, yeah, he drives. He doesn't get any meat. He gets back to his house, hides his scent does dinner, gives his dog a bath, building that relationship with the dog. But he's talking to the dog like it's a person. Right. A lot because of people do that any, anyways. It's his best friend. Yeah. But, but it just what, makes it more sense. Was it like 20 months out? It's a few years This out. is three years. Yeah. Three years out. So he hasn't had human interaction for a while. So his dog literally is the only yep. interaction he has. Um. The one problem I had, or I guess not a problem, let me rephrase, it's not a problem, but after watching this movie as many times as I did, you just miss it on the screen here. When he wakes up that first morning, 
you know, he goes to bed and closes all of his doors, and he wakes up the first morning, and there's sunshine shining on him. Right, so the doors are just all Yeah, so hi, doors are open. They forgot. But, you know, the, when he wakes up the morning after, it's all dark, and he has to open them. So that might have been just a little bit of a goof on their part. So. Yeah, it's not a big deal. Yep. So we keep getting flashbacks, though, from yes. when the outbreak first happened. And we find out he's like a scientist, high up scientist. He's, he's a, colonel a colonel army in yep. the army. Yeah. And he's slightly responsible for this. No, he is not. Re- he's not responsible, but he is a scientist with the army. So his wife, he goes and he's picking up his wife and his daughter because they're, I think he lives on Manhattan Island or Staten Island or something yeah. like that. He's in Manhattan, I think. But he understands what's happening. Yeah. And he's his like, wife kind of knows. Not CDC, but yeah, he's he's just some just a military, probably similar to what you know the guys were in outbreak. Yeah, you know, but yeah, so he goes to pick his wife and daughter up, and um, you know his wife's like, "Oh God, did it jump?" And they find out that it went airborne. It's like she's like, "Did it go airborne? Did it go airborne?" He's like, "It might have." Yeah, but his wife, his daughter, and a puppy. Yep. Which we find out is his dog, Sam. Yeah, but they do a bunch of flashbacks. So this one ends with them just, you know, driving in the vehicle. Yeah, well, this flashback ends with them yep. driving in the vehicle. Then we get back to regular time. And we see he has a science lab in his basement where he's testing, like, cures on a bunch of mice to try to cure this, this zombie disease. Uh, then it cuts to in the daylight. Which you figure out pretty quick he can go out at night, but during the day he can go out. He goes to like a movie store where yeah. You I don't know if the youngins know this. You used to be able to rent movies yeah from like DVDs from the store. So he goes there and there's a bunch of mannequins there, but he talks to the mannequins like they're real people. Like yeah, Fred. Oh, I haven't seen you in a while. So I, I love that scene because you can tell that, I mean, this is part of that rigid routine he has. I mean, he sets these mannequins up so he's got, like, some sense of normalcy. Yeah. And he talks to them as if they're they're real people. And, you know, I mean, well, I mean whatever you got to do to not go crazy. Which they say the worst part of prison is when you get thrown in a solitary, solitary confinement. Yep. Which, on the basis, you might think it sounds great because you're not going to get murdered by some other person. But they say that it's the worst torture because, like, as humans, we need that other yeah. interaction. So yeah. he's starting to lose his mind a little bit. So yeah. he, he has these mannequins set up there so he can talk to them and he gives them all yes. names and stuff. Fred. Fred's the the. the Main main one. Well, there's a bunch of people. Fred comes up later, or a bunch of mannequins. Yeah. So this this also does a good job as far as like filling plot holes because it does a really good job for those people that really nitpick and well, how do you do this and how do you do that? Because, you know, he's got his entertainment down, and then you go and um, y- you see he's got like a garden. So, yeah. you know, he's out he there picking he's growing corn, like corn and, and stuff. which as far as I had my first real main garden this year and my corn, I had a shitload of corn. I didn't get a single ear of corn off it because of the deer. And I've got a, you know, 90 pound Chesapeake Bay Retriever that keeps most riffraff out of our yard. And I still didn't get any corn. This guy's got all this corn out in the middle of New York City with 8,000 mule deer running around. How the hell does he have corn? He's got, he's got that piss, roundup seed, dude. 
He's got something up there. Roundup. So, <laughs> yeah. so anyways. My new job. Okay. Uh, Roundup. He he's well. You could he he's the next thing is he's got a map, so he a map of New York City. Yeah. So basically, he's going. I I think a lot of it's for supplies. I don't know if it's necessarily for like checking for other survivors or whatnot. But no, he, he doesn't believe anyone's alive. Yeah, I guess yeah. He kind of does talk about that later in the film, but he does uh, try to. This part right here. Yeah. Well, he, he does try to go and, and, you know, he clears apartments and buildings for supplies. And he does have a radio broadcast saying, hey, yep. come meet me at this pier yes, every yep. day. Yeah. So, I mean, you That'll see. That'll come up later, but not right now. Well, yeah. Well, it, 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 yeah, it just came up. So, you know, he yeah. does. Oh, I, I see what you're saying later. Yes, later that does. Yeah. What we're watching. <laughs> but, you know, he's got his routine where he goes out and gets supplies and, you know, he's getting gas and everything. And he's he breaking goes, into, like, random houses yep. and apartments to get supplies. Yep. But he has to avoid the dark because that's where the dark seekers are. Yes. So the zombies. Yep. And he, it's it's pretty cool because, well, I guess what, we're, what you're talking about with the pier is he did set up this looping broadcast where it plays constantly on all AM stations. It's like every day at Yep, noon. every day at noon when sun's highest in the sky, he'll be at this pier. Because yeah. I think, you know, he must still think there are survivors out, but he does make that comment later where, you know He doesn't wanna he doesn't want to get his hopes up. Right. Because yep. of what happened. Yep. So then there's an awesome scene, very memorable. Like I love how this movie just went balls out with everything. He's standing on top of like a B two bomber. I thought it was like a R seven hundred. That's what it's called. SR seventy one. Yeah. Uh, I don't think it was. I don't know. Was, it's like a army jet. Yeah. It's and like he's a military jet. Golf balls off of it is awesome. And he's hitting golf balls. Yeah. But then they his dog I'm sees like good. a deer running through the streets. So yep. him and Sam, his dog, go and chase his deer. But then Sam chases this deer into this dark building, which... And he starts yelling. He knows exactly what's going We kind of figure out, like, we don't need to go in the dark. It's like, Sam, Sam, no, no. But he loves his dog. This is only his companion. So he runs into the dark with his M4, his machine gun with the flashlight on it. And it was really cool because I loved how... um, like small things I notice, you know, he's got his hand over the over the flashlight, you know, to keep his 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 night vision. It's awesome. Oh, that why he was doing that? I thought he was doing that for the zombies. But no. for his night vision. Nope. Yeah, that was that was to keep his night vision. Small okay. details like that just I love it. I love it. But yeah, so he kept he put his hand over his flashlight. Yep. Take it off, put it over, take it off. Yep. Which I thought it was for the zombies, but he said it's for his night vision. Yeah, so when you when you go into low light situations, your pupils dilate. Right. And if you're looking at a light, they will narrow down. To so he only does it in short bursts just to see where he's going. Which it makes a creepy effect because every mm-hmm. time he takes his hand off that flashlight, yeah. you're expecting yep. a yep. Some kind of jump scare or something. Yeah. But then he finds like a group of zombies all like huddled together. Like, yep. They're but they're like kind of, I don't know if they're sleeping or something. Yeah, they I don't think they're notice sleeping. him. But they're sleeping, standing up, like kind of shaking. Yep. So he covers the light, turns around, it goes back to find Sam, finds Sam, 
And Sam's hiding underneath his desk. And he's like, Sam, come on, come on. And Sam won't move out from the desk because he's scared. Or she's scared. Sam is a girl. Did you? Yeah, I was going to say, I didn't know that Sam was a girl until he called her Samantha, which yeah. we'll get to later on. I don't think most people knew that he I don't did. know. It doesn't really matter. but Yeah. Well, it just makes it a little bit more like, oh, more of a yes, punch in the gut later on. Yes. But Sam is looking at something. So Robert Will Smith turns around and sees what she's Your looking first at. shot. Of the Dark Seeker. And there's the deer they were looking for, and there's a zombie eating it, and it whips its head up. It's like, like Yeah. That was a voice like that. I'm so sorry for anyone that <laughs> <laughs> listen to that. But then they take off running. It's creepy as fuck. Is it only the one zombie that chases them, or is it multiple oh, zombies? Oh, no. That, one's, he, well, that one zombie attacks them, and he shoots it. And, and then they all start coming. Oh, yeah. It awakens the whole yep. herd. Yeah. And he's just running and he sees and like Sam's tiny, running with yep. them, the dog. It's awesome because Sam's trained pretty well and he yells at Sam and, you know, Sam's Sam, like, we gotta go. Yep. Yeah. So Sam goes one way and he sees like a little flicker of light. And just as he reaches that, like one jumps on his back and he falls like he one breaks story through down. a yeah. glass. But the glass is like spray painted in black. So he busts through. And the zombie's on his back. Yeah. And then awesome. he, like, turns kind of. He's on the second floor and lands on the zombie. But the zombie just, like, doesn't get cooked necessarily from the sun. But, it, like, it basically dies from the sunlight. Yeah. It, it, it's That's why I was going to say they're, you know, they're probably, realistically, you could say they're more vampires. Vampires and zombies. Yeah. But whatever. I mean, it's. It's like half vampires, half twenty eight days later. It's kind of blade, I would say. Yeah, and, and you know the thing is, is is um, you get those people and they'll say it's not a zombie film, it's an infection film. Who gives a fuck? Yeah, whatever what it is. But okay, so off of this, I thought he got the idea off of this where he's gonna trap a zombie. Um, but he traps a zombie. Well, yeah. Well, one one cool thing too is after he jumps out, um, like you could tell the main leader like sticks his head out and like purposely burns himself. That's not yet. Yeah. Well, yeah. That's when he when he traps a zombie. Yeah. So he traps a zombie with like a a bus or something and a slip knot. It's it's some weird. Yeah. And like the zombie's leg gets caught, but he puts like a curtain over. Yeah. Over the zombie, but then like. Some other zombie runs out chasing, like... Yeah. Uh, like purposely try, exposes himself. Trying to save the other zombie that yeah. Robert Will Smith just captured, which it comes back into play. Yeah. But I thought this was the first time he captured a zombie, but then we see he has, like, pictures of, like, yeah dozens of zombies. So, yeah, he's you been could testing tell. his yeah. serum on, which we find out he's immune yeah. To whatever this infection is. So he tells his dog to stay back because he's immune, but the dog yep. isn't. Yep. And then, like, he does, like, after he does his, um, you know, he, he's tried, you know, how many compounds of this to try to get this cure, and it doesn't work. So he does his little, I don't even know what you'd say. He talks to himself in a computer, little monologue deal going on. Yeah. And he talks about... Um, 
you know, why it didn't work or whatever. And then uh, I forgot where I'm going with this. I mean, he does talk about how the one zombie sticks or creature sticks his head out and gets burnt. Well, oh, where was I going to Before, go he was testing on the other rats. And one of them, yep. one of them did survive. Yeah. On one of his serums. So you can see he tests. He's probably done like hundreds or even thousands of different. He has Polaroids stuck yeah. up on like on a bulletin board. Well, yeah, I think he's probably done like thousands of serums on the rats. Yeah. And then he only tests the ones on the rats that don't kill the rats. And there's been, on, you know, on the, tons of them on humans or on of the, the creatures, I should say. Or yeah. whatever. Yeah. Yep. Yep. But yeah, he has a whole bulletin board for the Polaroids. But anyways, he gets this one zombie, and we see that the z- <sighs> zombie vampire creatures, whatever, they sell their human traits because the one tries to save yep. the one he traps. But when he's doing his monologue, he says that they've lost all human. He thinks it's because their brain function's lowered and they're getting hungry I don't, or something. I don't think it's because they literally have. I think it's because he's lost a lot of his yeah human well we we as viewers of the movie we know that that that's a pretty smart one but he's looking at it as far as it's lost his mind like from his point of view because he's losing his mind too yeah then we get a cut back flash another trivia too the daughter his daughter in this is his real life daughter I believe that Willow Willow yep no I think Willow's his son is it I think no. so. Well, I don't know. Whoever, the kid in this is his real life kid. Yeah, like Pursuit of Happiness. No, it's Jaden Smith is his Jayden, son. Jaden, yeah. yeah. Willow's, Willow's his daughter. daughter. Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah, this that's a daughter there. Uh, so, real life daughter. But yeah, so we have another. Okay, so we'll. A flashback right when the outbreak's happening. He, he's a colonel in the army, so he gets the whole. Like, military convoy to bring him to the checkpoint. Right. There's and multiple then, flashbacks that happen in different times of the movie, but for the most part, they're all one sequence of events. Yes. So, anyways, they get to the checkpoint, and he can get through because he's got stripes on his jersey. Yep. His wife doesn't get through at first because they're scanning people's eyes. Well, yeah, so they, they scanned his eyes, they scanned his daughter's eyes, and then they scanned his wife's eyes, and it it's came like back negative. Denied. And so there's a little like skin again, skin again. So they do It's kind of a tense again. moment, yeah. And her, then she passes. So what it makes you really question how, how accurate, how accurate yep. those scans are. So then he gets his daughter and his wife and his dog on this helicopter, and his daughter's like, no. Take Sam, which Sam is just a little puppy at the time. Yep. Like, Sam will say and protect you. Did she say something about a butterfly? Uh, in the I know it comes car back. ride on the way there, okay. she, 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 he, um, she was talking, and that's when he was like, Marley, that's enough. But he, he, she was like, Mommy, look, a butterfly. And she's like making a symbol with her hand. Okay. That's why it comes back. I never. Well, there's like, the there's end, like multiple things with butterflies. Sure. Butterflies come back. Yeah, did you see on um, on the creature's neck he captured was a butterfly tattoo. When he's picking corn, there's butterflies flying around the corn. His no. daughter said something about, you know, a butterfly in the vehicle. Well, I had an alternate ending. I saw that neck tattoo. but Yeah, no, the neck tattoo was like 10, 
you know, just he, he showed it on the regular yeah, version. Yeah, just yep. R- r- when he's yeah. Okay, but his daughter said something about a butterfly. Yeah, which comes back big. E- and not even in the alternate ending too. I mean, it's it's in both endings. Of well, I mean, it just yeah. who's it on in the in the ending? Uh, fuck. So, uh, well, the next part is is he's just doing more of the. Like the driving around. So, I mean, he he goes to, like, one of the Capitol buildings or something, and he's, like, fishing. And yeah. he's, you know, he's doing just, like, more of his routine. Yeah. Trying to kill time, basically. Yep, yep. more of his routine. And then, he's fresh. driving around, and this is when shit gets real. So, so, the first, I would say, I don't know how far into the movie we are. Let's see. We're over halfway. Yeah, so the first, like, 45 minutes... You have the one encounter with, in the first 45 minutes, you have the one encounter with the one creature. But then, you know, it spends most of that time, you know, building character, you know, building his character, uh, the relationship with the dog. Right. Building up to what's happening right now. Yeah. Okay. We need to go back. Uh, So he traps the one zombie and tests the serum on her. But when he does that. A zombie runs out and tries to save the one that yes. he traps. And then we get to where we're at now, where he sees this uh, mannequin. Named Fred. Out of its place. Like, Fred, what the fuck are you doing here? Like, he starts to lose his mind a little bit. Like, and, and I think why anyone would. Here? Like, yeah, like, why would this mannequin yeah. move? And then so he goes to investigate Fred, shoots Fred up. Goes up towards Fred and then he gets is caught in the set. same trap that he set. On so the you have to imagine, like us as as viewers, we know exactly what's going on and what's happening. But you know, we're forty five minutes in to this movie and he's three years in, so all of this is like culminating. Yeah, really yeah. fast. So he, you know, has no idea. He, he thinks, thinks he's probably zombies be smart. Probably he, he probably thinks he's he's going crazy seeing all this, but we know, you know, he feels that those zombie things are just dumb. You know, he just just, just, uh, just before he does his monologue saying, you know, they're devolving, their brains are uh, development is is whatever. They're cujo. Yeah, they're you know they're they're starving to death, so they're becoming more, you know, less about survival kind of thing. Yeah. So yeah. So so he gets great scene with Fred. Wrapped up in the same trap that he set. So he gets, hits his head, gets roped up upside down. Blacks out for probably hours. Yeah. And then he wakes up in the sun. It's getting dark out. Yeah. Well, his, his, like, you have no idea how long his alarm's been going off. We have no idea, but his alarm is going off. Sam's been barking the whole time. Yes. And then he finally comes to, cuts his thing loose when the sun's going down. And we can see, uh, like a small slither of yep. sunlight coming through the buildings. Com- coming between a couple buildings, yep. It's pretty sweet. And then we start hearing barking in the distance. And Sam's like, fuck you. Roof, 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 roof. Like starts barking at the other dogs. Oh, I love, th- I love this scene. And then we see what the other dogs are. They're yep. zombie dogs being yep. held by zombies. So and we see these zombies, quote-unquote zombies, are yeah. intelligent enough that they set this trap on him. It's pretty cool, too, because um, 
when he is clearing that apartment, there, yeah, there's a pretty sad scene in that too, where he goes in. You could, I mean, it just showed the reality of. It. I mean, this this outbreak happened and shit got real right in the middle of Christmas time. So when he's clearing that one apartment, you know, it's funny because he grabs a bottle of like Malibu booze. He does grab some booze. Yeah, but then he goes in and finds out that, um, you know, there's like a couple, you know, kids' rooms or babies' kids or whatever. Yeah. There. But um, also in that on one of the cupboard doors, there is an article that says the dogs come out at night, which is kind of like if, you know, I've like I said, I've seen this movie so many times. So foreshadowing as far as what's happening yeah but he opens it up and you know everybody's eyes are looking at what he's grabbing inside but if you look at the door it's like right in your face it says the dogs come out at night or something like that so that's cool yeah but okay so we should talk about what happens then after he gets snared well stop so eventually he oh yeah after he gets snared he cuts it loose he hurts his leg Hurts his leg. He falls on a knife and stabs on himself. On a knife, Ugh. yes. So he can't really walk. So he's like goosebumps. scooting his butt around, like getting back to his vehicle. And the dogs are slowly waiting for the light to go down. And eventually the light goes out. And he, right when he gets back to his car. It's a really cool scene because like the one dog like ran at it and skid back. And there's like three barking dogs just going nuts waiting. And, they're just and it's sitting. just tension, tension, tension as this light is narrowing and narrowing. And you know like yes. he's not going to make it. Something's going to happen. They're just like dogs on the chain. Like let me loose, let me loose, let me loose. Yep. And then the sun goes out and they get loose. Which I don't. I wasn't sure why it was, they just let the dogs out. Why didn't the zombies all come after them? Yeah, I uh, I guess I never really thought about it that. It wasn't. I mean, Maybe they're not zombies. They're intelligent. Yeah, they're beings. creatures. They're intelligent. So I don't say just just zombies. Maybe they thought the dogs would run through that sliver of light or something. Well, I think maybe it's because he has uh, the ones wife or girlfriend or whatever yeah. so they don't want him to die but they want him to suffer until they can get that yeah the one back anyways the dogs come out four of them three whatever he kills them all but not before sam gets bitten and it's, sam's been yeah. they can't the dogs are immune to the airborne stuff but not to the biting so after Sam gets bitten, he's infected. That was that scene was awesome because it was. I remember. I still remember the first time I saw this in the theater, and I saw it with uh, one of the girls I was dating, and not one the girl I was dating. Um, and I remember like you know you could hear other people like getting choked up in the theater, and I looked over and the girl I was seeing at the time like was trying to hide tears running down her face. And it even still ahead to a little bit. Yeah, well, yeah, but when the dog gets bit. Yeah. So, but yeah, I mean, it was an awesome scene because of the fact that, uh, I mean, he shoots the first dog and then the second dog is on top of him and the third dog is engaged with he's Sam. fighting with Sam. It's he's awesome. Like, no, he's, Sam, like, he's just yeah. trying to save Sam the whole yep. time. Sam somehow kills that one dog and he's fighting with that one and, and just Sam comes in and saves the day and then, yeah, he gets bit. Super sad part. So, okay, Sam gets bit. Sam's like, uh, 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 
like, oh, god damn it. I hate that fucking noise of dogs. We get Sam back, and Sam's infected and tries to bite him, and he has to slowly strangle Sam yeah. to death. That's the saddest scene ever. It still it's gets me every time. It's the saddest fucking scene I've ever seen. Seen it a thousand times, it still gets me. But then he goes back to the movie store, talks to one of the mannequins he's been too embarrassed to talk to, <laughs> even though it's just a mannequin. He's like, hello? Just, and he's like, just say hello back. Just say hello back. Then he starts crying like... He's giving up on life at this point. So he sets up like a trap for all the zombies that set him up. And he's going to take out as many as he fucking can at the pier that he keeps telling people to go to. Yep. And he puts a mannequin out there, I think. And they I all turned out the desk, yeah. They, so they all start chasing it. And all of a sudden lights come on. He fucking guns his Ford Explorer, I think it is. Adam and he's ramming him and the one problem I have with this movie is I don't like how strong those creatures are. Like they're supposed to be humans and I can understand, you know, getting some yeah. like I some, I agree with that. Especially at the end when yeah. it's like in his head. Y- yeah. yeah. Like, you know, I I they're human and I can understand having some um adrenaline strength or whatnot, but like the part when he's on the pier, like two of them like tip his entire car over and, and Yeah, like, like you said at the end like Ten feet, like. like you said at the end, like that is the most unrealistic. He you really, you're gonna use your skull and break this like inch thick glass that's supposed to be indestructible. I know, I understand how the superhuman strength and like power, but you hit that once, you're getting knocked the fuck out. Yeah, dude, yeah, <laughs> you're out. yeah whatever. Okay, but. He goes to the pier, he starts running people over. Then we get another cutback scene to where he puts his daughter... Well, he... Well, at, well, we're skipping a little bit with that because there's... Yeah, that scene... And it's not going how we planned because... Um, you know, they they are stronger. I don't know if he didn't know how strong... I guess he probably wouldn't know. I think it was a suicide mission. Yeah. I think he wanted to take yeah. as many people out with him. Yeah, that could be it. Because, I mean... It yeah, definitely would be was. Pretty she talks about it later. That could be de- pretty devastating as far as, as how that goes. But he probably didn't expect that to go down exactly how it did. But those things are so strong. Like, two of them overturned his vehicle. And then the one that... And they were, like, run ahead first and yeah, do it. The boyfriend creature, if you will, or the dad. I don't know what it is. The, the one that main, stuck his head out. The main zombie. So, we, we, we figure out the zombies have a hierarchy. Yeah. Which they don't speak English or anything like Omega Man. But... Yeah. This guy is the main badass, yep. so they won't fuck with this guy. I would assume that was, like, his girlfriend or daughter or something yeah. that they took. But he is just, he, he's, like, inside the vehicle. It's upside down, and uh, Neville is, is you know, about ready to get eaten when lights come on, and then he gets pulled out of the vehicle by who we meet as uh, Anna. Anna, yep. So then you have the flashback scene okay, you're talking yeah. about. So then we get a flashback to... It's him, his wife, his daughter, and Sam, the little puppy. And he put, he already put Sam, already put his daughter and his wife on the helicopter because he's a colonel in the military, so he can get him out of there. And this, they wanted him to go, but he refused. He's like, no, this is ground zero. I'm gonna, yep. I'm gonna stop this. I can stop yep. this. Which keeps happening. Which is like three years later, he's like, I can stop this. Which is pretty much like 
dude, it already happened. <laughs> like, you yeah. know, stopping this. Yeah, I thought. But, yeah, he, he loses his mind a little bit. But, uh, so he puts his wife and daughter on this helicopter, and then we see jets come in and blow up all the main bridges in New York, which is pretty epic. And then they had a huge, a great scene of all the boats zooming out of New York, or Manhattan. Yeah, off the river or whatever. It's like, oh, fuck. It's pretty... Like, if this shit really happened in real life, like, that was a good... A good shot. Yeah, there'd be chaos. But because... The bridges are getting blown up. Everyone else is starting to freak out. So a helicopter next to them is like trying to take off, but people are trying to jump on. Yeah, they, it reminds it's like twenty eight or um, World War Z style. Yes, but it, it sends that helicopter out of control and it slowly rams right into yeah. the helicopter that his wife and daughter are on. Yeah, does it actually show it? It cuts out yeah. at the last uh, last minute, right? Yeah, and it's, it's man, if you think about what this guy has gone through to this point, too. What would you do, dude? Oh, man, it would be hard It would be hard to, you know, move on with what he did even after that, let alone yeah. three years later, and then move it, losing your dog. But you, you have to understand, a man like this probably does take some kind of responsibility, even though, you know, what do they call it, the Kepper virus or something, or the Kipper, Dr. Kippen, even though he had no... Hand in creating it. Was it was his job to prevent it. It was, yeah, it was his job to, yeah, so he probably does have, you know, it's just the kind of person he has. So, I mean, yeah, this guy is, you know, got some emotions going on for sure. Well, and he tried to save his family and he ended up yeah. getting killed. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be bad. Uh, so after the flashback then. So we get back to... It's him and this Anna chick and some kid. Yeah, yeah he well, wakes up on the couch. Before that, he wakes up in the car ride home. Hi, yeah, you like halfway. He's there. like, she's like, what's your address? And he's like, something, something, Washington Street. It's like, but they don't know where I live. Just drive around till sunlight. Yeah, make sure they don't track us. Yeah. And then we cut to, he wakes up and there's a, an attractive woman and a little kid. There. Did you notice at first when he walked in there, it was his wife and his daughter sitting at the table? No, that's what he saw. Yeah. Well, no. that's what you saw too, but you might well, have I noticed mean, it. If, that's yep. what, no, I did not see yeah. that. Yeah, it was his wife and his daughter sitting at the table, and then it took him a second to realize who it was. So, yeah, he wakes up on the couch, and she pulled the knife out of his leg and stitched him up. And he goes in and he, you know... She's like, I got antibiotics next to you. Like, and she doesn't know that he's like... I think she kind of knows who he is, but not for sure. Yeah, well, she she does. She's like, oh, you're the Robert Neville. Yeah, but... There's a pretty tense scene, though, before that, because he walks in and he's probably still out of it with everything that happened and no, being injured and whatnot. it's happening right now, yeah. But he, you know, he has a gun in his hand and she's sitting there like, uh, you know, what's going on? And then he sits down and eats and, you know, he's just not ready to deal with everything. Because he hasn't seen another human being in like three yeah, years. Yeah, You know, and compounded with everything that's happened lately, you know. Right. So. But she made him... 
eggs and bacon. And then he gets really fucking mad because I was saving that bacon. Mm-hmm. And that's a deleted scene right there. I was say, what the fuck is this? What am I watching? That's just a deleted scene. Uh, so he, he just, he doesn't know how to deal with the people. So he loses shit for a second, goes upstairs. And then like later that night, he comes back down. And they kind of talk about what's going on. She thinks there's like a safe haven of people in Vermont. Like there's some guarded off build a wall type society in Vermont. And he's like, listen, I'm on the forefront of all this. You're dead. There's nothing. Everybody's dead. dead. Everybody you've ever known is dead. And then he gives us the statistics. It's like it killed 90% of people died. 5.7 billion Billion people died right away. And there's like 1% people are immune and then the other 600 million people are those fucking zombies out there trying to kill us. Like, There's no one there waiting for you. Like, Stay here. Basically is what he's trying to say. Which is those the statistics are pretty uh, humbling I would say like 90% kill rate it's crazy yeah that's 90 out of 100 people done think of 100 people you know 90 of them are dead it's crazy which humans have been very good at we're resisting. built to survive. Yeah. Well, that's not the right word. No, Adjusting. that's right. Yeah, we're built to survive. I mean, you know, we're, it's we're, happened many times before. Most recently, we survived the plague. ice age. Yep. We we survived. You know the the '90s with Hanson and NSYNC and Backstreet Boys. Right, and, right, right. And like, we're we're just you know, hockey still thing. So. Ha ha ha. <laughs> No, but I think if they said, like, w- when we went to the Ice Age, it dropped down to 100,000 people. Yeah. It's crazy. And then we came around and survived that. But anyways, he's just, like, he's a hopeless, like, no, everyone you love is dead because he suffered and lost all the closest people to him. And he doesn't want this woman to go out and risk her life and die for nothing. For hopelessness. But he's a scientist, so he knows. Yeah. And they didn't just have casual sex like fucking Omega Man. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I was just saying that. Were you waiting for that (laughs) in this one? I mean, she's better looking than the last one. Yeah, yes she is. But no, nothing happened. Which I do appreciate that. I I don't think there needs to be some kind of romantic hook in any movie especially a horror movie but I'm very disappointed how does she not know who Bob Marley is well she's from what Sao Paulo she said so she knows Damien Marley but not Bob Marley yeah. that's bullshit like all young people don't know Bob Marley and if you haven't seen this movie that's kind of uh, been a common theme as well well Bob Mar- he is a He's obsessed with Bob Marley, so I mean, he named in the movie he named his daughter Marley. Um, he constantly listens to Bob Marley. And Bob Marley has a song that's like, um, yeah, 
bring it to the light or yeah. something. Bring the darkness to the light. Yeah. But, okay, so they start hearing screaming from outside. Yeah. Well, I mean, so they go and have, you know, their fun day or whatever. But then, you know, it starts getting dark and it's just, you know, business as usual for him until... You start hearing screaming. He's like, what's that noise? It's like, did you... Did you drive me right home in the daylight? Or did you drive around? It's like, you were bleeding. I had to take you home. The sun was going down. So we figure out that the zombies followed him back to his place. And he turns on all these, like, stadium lights. and they just It was get... a really cool idea, really. It wasn't, though. Well, yeah. I mean, as far as, like... Well, you, you put him on those tripods, like... Stream him up yeah. on like poles, but he had he had him on his house and everything too. Yeah, but anyways, you know, and he had like like car bombs and everything set up. I mean, well, they knocked down the stadium lights, yeah. and then he has like landmines set up, so he blows. He probably kills I don't know forty zombies. Yeah, I but mean, it was it's pretty. A, it's yeah. an infinite horde that's coming yeah. at him. I mean, as far as like, I mean, it, it's a really sweet set up an idea I guess as far as that goes I mean he definitely had his defenses I don't think that you could have put better doors and and uh I don't think you could have had better defenses don't put those lights on tripods man they still so easy to knock over how do you know they're on tripods maybe they were in the ground I watched the movie they get knocked over on tripods maybe maybe you don't know that they're in tripods. Maybe they were just uh, not, you know, they bent the poles in half because they're, you know, uh, they might have buried them in the ground or something. But okay. So eventually zombies get in. He kills one. He kills a couple. Rescues the... He gets into a battle with... Rescues um, Anna and the kid. They run down the stairs to the fucking safe room in his science laboratory. And uh, he has a... This is the alternate ending. Yeah. Uh, so he has like this bulletproof glass type shit in his laboratory. So he slams that shut. So he's getting swarmed by all these zombies. I was going to keep using the word zombies because. Oh, that's fine. For no other better reason. And the main zombie is there looking for his girlfriend, I would assume. And he's like, hey, look, look, I can save you. Here she is. I can save you. In the theatrical version, the zombie the, just keeps fucking yep, like pounding the, his head. Which keeps smashing. Yep, that's that's the problem I have. Yeah, his fucking skull would have crushed before that class would have. But anyways, he keeps pounding it. And then he puts uh, Anna and the kid. Oh, no. He keeps hitting his head on this glass and it makes a butterfly shape in the glass. And then he remember remembers his uh, daughter's words. said something about the butterfly. Yeah. I thought it said follow the butterfly. Yeah, I remember. Well, then he turns around and sees Anna has a butterfly tattoo on her neck that he didn't see before. So he puts Anna in the kid in like a it looked like a fireplace. Kind it, of thing, it did. It was like a fireplace. Or something like that, yeah. Some kind of protective place. And then he lets the main zombie in and he pulls a grenade and blows himself up and everybody else up. And then we get to the end of the movie 
And Anna and the kid are going to this safe haven place in Vermont. They found it. And he got the serum out of the test zombie that he's been testing. And, like, uh, here's the cure. Yeah. Like, they found the cure. But the alternate ending, which we are watching right now, he, uh, he tells Anna to open the door. Yeah, well, so it, it starts off the exact same where they enter the house. There's the little, you know, the fight that goes down. And um, th- there's the plexiglass door that separates them. And uh, he's bashing his head against the, the plexiglass door. And then the guy takes his hand and he smears a butterfly symbol. This is the alternate. Yeah, yeah. on the alternate. Ending. Yeah. yeah. So, so yeah. Let's let's clarify. We the ending, the the, the original ending. Movie ends the way Drunk Darius just talked about it. Will with, Smith kills himself. Yep, he with sacrifices grenade, himself with a grenade, and he sends the serum with uh, yep. Anna. Yeah, there's the alternate ending. He's, the alternate ending is what I'm talking about, where the guy bashes his head against the plexiglass, and he takes his hand and smears a butterfly on it, and then Will Smith is like, "Oh, oh butterfly. the butterfly." Well, you know, his daughter talked about the butterfly, and then he saw the butterfly on, um, he saw the butterfly on the the creature's neck that he kidnapped. Oh, we gotta go back a little bit, uh, Anna. Talking about how she thinks uh, she's getting messages from God that God sent her here, so like a, it's a pretty like a religious type of yeah things. Like, well, what happened? I showed up at the last minute just to save you. Like, this is divine intervention type shit. Yeah. And Will Smith's like, no, there is no God. Everybody's dead. Yeah. So then this guy does the butterfly thing, and then he starts to realize, like, there's some divine intervention. He starts to read the signs. Or something. Or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Whatever. But so, but yeah, there's he, a butterfly sign yeah, for him. He wheels her out and basically gives her well, a Well, he, he lifts her over and sees a butterfly tattoo on her back. Yeah. Yeah. Then he wheels her out. Yeah. And then the head zombie, like... Is making sure the rest of the zombies don't fuck with. Yeah, he has to do a couple yells to keep them at bay. Yeah. Yeah. So, but then what happens then? He, like, does he put a shot into her or take a shot out of her? No, well, he takes an IV out of her and then he's got to give her a shot to, like, wake her up. She wakes up. The main zombie picks her up. And Um, she's, like... She's half zombie, half human now. Yeah. She's coming back to be more human. Yep. Um, he picks her up and he like Neville mouths, I'm sorry. And he must, the creature must know something about that. I don't really know, but he does a yell as far as like, shut the fuck up or I'll kill you kind of thing. Well, in this whole time we see is, uh, is a murder board behind him. Yeah. Not his murder board. The, all the zombies that he tested on, all the Polaroids are stuck right yeah. behind him. So, that guy's a little pissed off that he's testing all these guys. Yeah. But, I mean, yeah, he hands her back, and this is the version where Will Smith doesn't die. They both drive off. It's the exact same. They don't show. They don't go to the camp. It just shows them driving off. I mean, they, they talk about they're going to the camp. Yeah, but they don't but, show the camp, but I guess. But does he have the, the uh, cure in the 
Oh, that's oh, a good point. I don't think he does. I don't think he does. Because he like hands it over or something. Right? Yeah. No, he does. There. I don't think that he. I don't think he gets the cure in this ending. Ah oh, man, that's a good point. I like the Which, original better, but me too. I think I think a mix of both would be better. Yeah. I, I, I mean, yeah, I, I like how he died in it, I guess, as far as that goes. So Yeah, you like um, how people die? Well, you know, I mean, it's... it's I know, I know. Yeah. This, um, this movie, I don't know what it is. You know, this is PG-13, and I've said before that I hate movies that are PG-13. This is the one exception. Uh, I don't even know if there's another exception I have. But... We've been. I've I've loved this movie since the first time I saw it, and I've seen it countless number of times. And I don't know what it is about this movie. You know, I said earlier in the in the show today. Um, you know, I, I'm not a big fan of rewatches. There's there's only a handful of movies that I'll watch, like you know, on a yearly basis, and this is one of them. I I literally probably could count on one hand. Uh, two hands. How many movies I watch, rewatch on a yearly basis, and this is one of them. Um, and I don't know what it is that about this movie, but you know, I've said before, this is the movie that plays into you know my likings. I I love the apocalypse theme of it. It's got the creatures, you know, call them zombies or vampires or whatever. I don't really care, but it's got that whole thing. But you know, I I don't know what it is. I can't really pinpoint it. I just Will Smith. I will say. Nobody can argue that he didn't do a fantastic job. His performance in this was awesome. Yeah. Bad Boys so, 3 is coming out soon. That's right. And I'm not, I'm not even that much of a Will Smith fan, I guess. But he I didn't think awesome I was, but I think I, I watch every single movie he's yeah. in. So I guess Me too, I am. for the most part. But no, I this movie is just one of those movies, you know... It, it, you know, it, it's like the movies I love. It reminds me also a lot of um, the Book of Eli. I love that movie as well. The Road with Viggo Mortensen. Love that movie as well. Like those apocalypse themed movies. Um, you know, especially ones that have creatures or zombies in it. Just man, they can right sell like a realistic Poca Pocahontas. Pocahontas. Book of Eli. Pos. I can't use words right now. Darius the Drunk? Post-apocalyptic. Oh, yeah. That's a tongue twister. Post-apocalyptic? Give me a chance. Yeah. This is post-apocalyptic. That's what I'm saying. Like, if they can sell it like it could really happen, I'd date those movies. Yeah. Which, you've seen the special features in this, like... So like the scariest things about these kinds of movies is that they they're real. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. we probably won't be zombies, but some kind of virus it, it'd be an could infection. kill everybody off. Yeah. Because, I mean, as far as we know, you can't die and come back to life. I mean, you'd have to have some kind of brain function, which I guess technically zombies kind of have brain function, but then the well, brain I mean, eventually zo- die without... Zombies are like undead. Like they come back from life. Yeah, you're right. But I mean, they, they zombies still have brain function. But the thing that doesn't make sense, especially with like the Walking Dead zombies, is that the brain will eventually die without some kind of nutrition. Well, and their whole bodies will run away. Too. Exactly. Yep. So, but that's why I think it would be an infection movie, very similar to this one here. 
So more like 28 days later or yeah, something like that. So, but as far as, I mean, do you have any final thoughts on this movie? Anything else? I, I do really like this movie, but we got to take away something from it. And they should have went with more practical effects rather than CGI. I agree. I agree. Because the zombies do just look, look like cartoons sometimes. Yeah. You know, the thing, um, too, is, and it's not just me, anybody that doesn't like a movie or it just doesn't work for you or there's something about it that you've got a problem with, it's real easy to pick it apart and nitpick. This movie, I completely agree with what you said with that. Um, you know, that the CG could have been better. But again, it is, you know, 2007 where, you know, at the time the CG was probably pretty good. Um, And I don't, I never had a problem with it then. Now being 2018, you can kind of notice a little bit. I I still don't really, I mean, as a horror fan, I... And you prefer the practical effects? Right, but I don't have a big problem with it. I accept it. They're so scary. They look scary. Yeah. No, I I think... um, But but I think with what they're going for, they wouldn't be able to do that because, you know, they... Even though I had a problem with how strong they were and you were saying how, how much they jump, I mean, you can't do that with practical effects. You have to do CG. Yeah. You know, with that. Um, so, I mean, it's kind of give and take with that. So I have no problem with them doing CG because their vision of those creatures were that they were super fast. They're super strong. You know, they moved unlike a normal human, you know, their movements. And, you know, when they yelled, their jaws opened up way more than anyone else. Yeah. Could actually do which that. is scary. Yeah. They worked good. So, but, but no, I, I just, I love, I'm this not going to take too much away from yeah. that. I thought it was just, you know, perfect in that it really conveyed what it wanted to um it's one of those rare finds where you get a big blockbuster hollywood movie like this uh that works um you know and and as i said before i typically hate horror movies that are pg-13 but you know this one i think the only way you could have made this one rated r is is if you throw in more of like the killing scenes but that would make it a different movie. I mean, that's not really what the movie was. And you have to throw in like red blood, which mm-hmm. most of the kills are zombie kills. Yeah. So I don't really know. I mean, I don't really have a problem with it being PG-13. Um, it just worked for me. Like I said, do you, do you want to get into ratings? Yeah, let's do it. What do you got? I got a seven. Guess where I'm coming in. 8.5. I am giving this a 10. What? I love this movie that much. What? I know people are laughing at me and, and especially since I gave, you know, the thing a nine and a half, but dude, like I said, I have seen this movie more than I just, I don't know. I love this movie. It, it's awesome. I, I can pop it in and watch, you know, the whole thing or just parts of it. Like I've seen this movie so many times and I still love to watch it. And I still, just because I think it's real powerful. I mean that, that man, that, you know, the, the scene with Sam, mm, you know, that's I'm, super I, powerful. Honestly, and, I'm, I went and took a pee real quick. Yeah. <laughs> it's sad. It's super sad, you know, and, and the movie is real powerful. I, I love it. I, I come in you know, this is only the second movie I've given a 10 to on our podcast. And, uh, you know, 
some people probably are laughing and discrediting no me, laughing. but Who well, I, you know, I mean, you get those people like, oh, you did Texas Chainsaw Massacre and blah blah blah. Sorry, bro, I don't like that movie as much as I like this one. <laughs> what do you cares? want me to say? But I love this movie, man. I, I, I you know, because I, 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 I am different from a lot of other people because my style is different. But I really do wish that I could find some people. You know what? I wonder if Jay uh, on his, have you ever heard the regular movie podcast he does, not the horror movie one? I wonder if he talks about this and that. I doubt it, but. I don't know. I don't know. I, I would like to hear how other people rate and, you know, why. I guess what what where you gave it a seven, so what. You know, this you had problem with the CG, and you must have just thought it was slow at times, or not as, not as fun, or or just not your type of movie. Mm. Or I understand if you can't pinpoint why. It feels very generic to me, but the best generic. You know what I'm saying? Like, well, generic as as in there's a lot of movies like this out there, or what? Oh, just there's a lot of Hollywood movies like this, like, like what? It was just wasn't scary. No, it's it not. It wasn't very scary. There's some scary parts, and then I don't know. It was entertaining. I'll give you that. Yeah. It, it would. I can't say it's not original because it is a remake of a movie, so it's not supposed to be original. Yeah. It's, it's a good different movie. Different from the remakes, but it's a good movie. But I never really, I'm not a big zombie guy. Yeah, and I think part of the reason I like this so much is because it 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 basically is a zombie movie. I mean, the creatures aren't per se zombies, but you know, I think that's why I like zombie movies. For some reason, I've got this weird affinity with end of the world and apocalypse scenarios, and I like this. You scenario. know, I love it's movies like that. It's like this a, one just happens to have zombies in it. The strain type yeah. of feel where I like love the intelligent zombies slash vampires. They're just you know what I mean. I shouldn't have. I'm not even going to defend it, but I mean they're just my favorite kind of movies. The Book of Eli, for example, I love that movie. It's one of my all time favorites, and that one is there's no creatures in it. Um, you know, but yeah, it's the same. Really, it's the same yeah. theme as this right here. You know. Well, yeah, it's it kind of takes a. A psychological uh, turn on it to where the zombies are conscious. Like yeah, they, they know they know what they are and they know what they're doing. Which is the same book of Eli is zombies, but it's like no book crazy Eli's, cannibals. Yeah, they're, it's not zombies. It's just post-apocalyptic nuclear. You know, which is really like. It goes back to our roots from what we were before. Yeah. When we're nomadic tribes and we kill anybody, eat anybody. You said seven? Yeah. It's a good movie. Anyway, I wouldn't... I would recommend anyone seeing this at least once. Yes, so that was our breakdown of I Am Legend. Boss Tuna came in at ten... And I'm not ashamed to admit that. Drunk Darius at a seven. Anything else before we get into trivia? 
No. <laughs> all right, <laughs> seal it. Um. Yeah, I, I, that's all. That's all we got. Let's. What do you got for trivia? Let's get started. The drunk Darius well, segment I, of the week. I really want to do a trivia about a behind the scenes horror. Like, uh, you know the story about three and a half minutes, not three and a half minutes, three minutes and a baby? No. So, if you ever watch that movie, there's like supposedly a ghost in the background of one of the scenes. Yeah. But they said it, they said it was just a cardboard cutout of Ted dancing. But the story was the kid who was supposed to be in the movie died in a car accident on the way there, and his ghost is in the background, or like a <sighs> You've talked about this before, I think. What's a right? movie with a? Yeah, this has nothing to do with my trivia. Yeah. Well, I mean, you've talked about this background horror kind of idea I've, before. This is not. Have anything to do with my trivia this week because I couldn't figure out how to incorporate it. Oh yeah, no, but I remember. I remember you. You did say something about, um, you know, wanting to do something like this as far as a discussion topic or segment or tie it. You'll have to do it in some kind of discussion topic or. We're just gonna do a random. Horror movie trivia. Ready? So this, so this one's not themed. It's just questions nope, that nope, you came just up horror with. Horror movie. No, nope, I took it off of some website. All Ready? right, let's go. What child actress was originally offered the role of Reagan McNeil in The Exorcist? I have no idea. Carrie Fisher, Melissa Gilbert, Dana Plato, or Alyssa Bonet? I'd say Carrie Fisher because that's the only name I recognize. You're wrong. It's Dana Plato. Don't even know who that is. Yeah, me either. Okay. What classic horror movie features a serial killer with a William Shatner mask? Halloween. Yeah, okay. One for two? (laughs) In what horror movie does the protagonist write a book that contains only the line... Shining. The Shining. (laughs) Yeah. Don't why? Why do you know that already? Don't even don't even need you to finish that one. Why do you know that already? Because I love The Shining. Okay, what classic horror movie was originally titled The Babysitter Murders? Halloween. God damn. Three or four. Uh, what horror film is the first movie to show a woman in just a bra and slip? What the fuck a slip is? Uh, Psycho? Yeah. Four or five. So, actually, you should go back to that one with The Shining. I I should probably uh, wait a minute so our our listeners can answer as well. But the question you asked was, what horror movie was the writer writing a book and all it said was, all work and no play make Jack a dull boy, right? Yeah, I didn't even read that out. How did you know that? Because I'm a fan. I'm a true fan. The Shining sucks. I'll let you finish. If you like The Shining, stop listening to this. Okay, what horror movie required the purchase of 500 Florida frogs? 
Um, it's a Hitchcock movie, isn't In it? Giant South American Toads. Okay, it's wh- it's a Hitchcock movie. I know. It's what it the is. frogs, the toads, Pet Cemetery, or Invasion of the Body Snatchers. I think it's the frogs, isn't it? It's yeah, it's you got it. Right. Yeah, it's an Alfred Hitchcock movie. The frogs sure. is a real thing. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's Hitchcock. I remember seeing it as a kid. Okay, what was the original title of the blob? The lump, the glob, the spheroid, or the creature? Probably the creature. Ah, come on. I gotta go with the lump. Let's Is it see. the lump, really? No, it wasn't the creature. wasn't the lump. We got the glob or the spheroid. The globular spheroid? The glob or the spheroid. Um, the glob. The glob is right. Yeah. The glob was originally going to be called the glob. Whatever. Weird. Okay, what horror movie features a serial killer wearing a mask inspired by an Edvard Munch painting? I was uh, wrong. Uh, that movie called Frogs was 1972 and it was not Hitchcock. That's George McCowan. Sorry. It's got Sam Elliott in it. And I have no idea. Read that question again because I don't recognize that. You, one, once I read the four options, you'll get it right. Uh, what horror movie features a serial killer wearing a mask inspired with the Edvard Munch painting? Halloween, The Man in the Black Suit, Scream, or Henry Portrait of a Serial Henry Killer? Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer? Yeah, I've never seen it, but... It's got to be Scream, dude. What? It's not Scream. And it's Scream. It is Scream? Yeah. Have you seen the ghost face? Yeah. I thought that was developed uh, by... I read something. The ear guy. The guy that talked to Zira. Uh, Van I guess, Gogh? I thought it was a Van Gogh. I have no idea. Maybe I should have... Uh, okay. Last question. What horror film caused some theaters to suggest that patrons prone to motion sickness... Sit in the aisle seats. Vertigo, Mimic, Friday the 13th, or the Blair Witch? Vertigo? Oh, no, Blair Witch, I'll bet. Because of the shaky camera? You are correct. Blair Witch? Yes. Yep. All right, let's see what we got. One. I think I only missed two or three. I missed the blob one, the mask one, and the very first one. There you go. Seven out of ten. It's pretty good. A little bit better than uh, last. The Halloween the last one. go around. But that, I just did a random one. We're gonna do one about the horror behind the scenes. Whether it's a discussion or I don't know. It's I want to integrate that in that somehow. Do you trivia? think that'd be good trivia? But I have no idea. Depends. Like, you know, uh, the chick from Lane Before Times, her dad murdered her. The Lane Before Time, that animated? The kid show. Oh, no, I've never heard of that. I don't know how I could do that into a trivia, though. Hmm. All right, well, anything else... You want to cover before we wrap this bitch up? Um, 
No. <laughs> well, it is finally here. Next week will be our top movies of 2018. So stay tuned. Are you ready? For that, I am not ready. I've got a couple others. I, uh, I've i got a short list uh, that I'm going to watch, but, man, I can't believe... It's 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 there. It's coming. So we're doing that episode a little bit different. We're not going to do horror happenings or or any of our segment stuff. We're just going to hop right into our favorite movies of 2018. So stay tuned with that. We're going to have a little surprise, not segment, but got a little something planned with that and you guys will just have to tune in to find out what that is so we will give you free stuff <laughs> at some point any final words drunk Darius um no I hope this was as good for you as it was for us boom Is it good for you? <laughs> I've had better. <laughs> <laughs>